Hey, everybody. What the fuck is going on? Hey. Uh, first of all, a sincere and heartfelt thank you for all the love. It always sounds gross when you're talking about stuff that you're doing. Like, I'm going on a tour. I'm doing things. Yeah. But uh, I'm super psyched that uh, a lot of tickets have sold. Uh, we just put up a second show for Denver that uh, is on pre-sale right now. The link is on my Instagram page, and uh, it's live. Right now it's 5 p.m. L.A. time, and it's live until 10 p.m. Colorado time, which is four hours from now, I think. Denver's like, what, an hour from here? Is it an hour, right? I think it's an hour difference. I might be wrong because I'm fairly stupid. JoeRogan.net forward slash tour, but I'm calling it the Strange Times Tour. I don't know why, dude. I don't. I didn't have a better name. I, I thought about it for a while. I'm like, I guess these are strange times. And I'm a big Black Keys fan, and I love that fucking song. Strange times. I wonder how much it would cost to license that bitch and pl play it at the beginning of the show. Probably too much, right? I would want to give him some cash. We'll see. Uh, JoeRogan.net forward slash tour. Uh, again, we added second shows to Denver, Seattle, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, San Diego. Did I say Denver? And Denver. Denver's a big one. Um, so JoeRogan.net forward slash tour. See you soon, freaks. Oh, yeah, 100% new material. None of it was on my last special. I'm, I'm, I'm working. I'm out here hustling. Uh, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stamps.com. Stamps.com, if you send things through the mail, if you use the post office on a regular basis, I, like I have a buddy, my friend Cameron Haynes, I'm calling him out right now, because I know he's, he's not going to listen to this, he's in another country right now. He, he uses a, a postage meter to send his keep hammering items that you can buy from CameronHaynes.com. Cameron, may I suggest Stamps.com is a better alternative. You don't have to go to the post office with Stamps.com. You don't have to lease an expensive postage meter with Stamps.com. With a regular computer and a regular printer, you can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail using your computer and printer. It's super easy. You never have to do anything at the post office. They send you a digital scale. This digital scale automatically calculates exact postage, and Stamps.com will even help you decide the best class of mail based on your needs. No need to lease an expensive, expensive postage meter. Super easy to do, folks, and this is what you need to do. Before you do anything, go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in J-R-E. And they will hook you up with a four-week trial, plus postage, and a digital scale without long-term commitments. So go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in J-R-E. You will never go to the post office again. Dun, 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 dun. We're also brought to you by LegalZoom, which is a fantastic solution. If you have, we gave a LegalZoom shout out organically during this podcast. That's how much I appreciate LegalZoom.com. It's a great way um, for you to solve a lot of your legal issues. Um, and it's not a law firm. So they have an upfront pricing system instead of an hourly rate system. And LegalZoom will allow you, you can go to LegalZoom.com and you can form an LLC, you can trademark something, 
You can um, form a corporation. You can get a last will or a living trust. There's a lot of things you could do on LegalZoom.com. They even have divorce. Divorce is on there. I don't know if you're going to find a chick that cool. Let me, t- let me tell you this. If you find a chick so cool that she's willing to divorce you on LegalZoom.com, remarry that bitch. Re- remarry her in Bahrain. Take her to somewhere, somewhere crazy. Bali. How about that? It's more festive, right? My point is, you don't have to fucking go to a law office anymore for a lot of shit. You don't have to do it during the day. Take time off your job. You don't have to park. You don't have to ride the bus or the train. Go to LegalZoom.com and do it drunk and naked. Go to LegalZoom.com and be sure to enter the code word ROGAN in the referral box for special savings. Only at LegalZoom.com. And of course, we're brought to you each and every episode by Onnit.com. Onnit is what we call a total human optimization company. And uh, look, every company, every business is around for one reason. It's to, to, in order to profit, right? It's why you're selling things and not giving them away. So then when you get past that, it's like, okay, well, what are the, what are the ethics behind this business? What are you actually trying to do? Knowing that these things are going to earn you some money, but what's the benefit for the people that are taking part in your company? What are the, what's the benefit of the people that are contributing, that are buying things? Well, with Onnit, our contribution, what we're trying to do is provide you with a one-stop shop to inspire you, motivate you, fuel you, give you the proper supplements and strength and conditioning equipment, information, inspiration, all that to optimize your performance in whatever you choose to do here on planet Earth. Even if it's just choose to be the best mom you can be or the best dad you can be or the best son you can... Nobody does that. Right? That's bullshit. Who's, who's going around? I want to be the best son I can be. How about nobody? <laughs> I had to call myself on my own bullshit. But what we're trying to do with Onnit, we're a total human optimization company. And the best way to understand what we're really all about is to click on the Academy link. Because there's hundreds of articles there that are all about different um, diets, different exercise routines, um, the science of exercise physiology, the science of nutritional absorption, um, just all sorts of different motivational videos, Q&A interviews with influential people, stuff that gets you fucking fired up and it's all for free. Click on that link. Check it out. And if you're in Austin, Texas, we have an amazing Onnit Academy. I mean, it's one of the best state-of-the-art gyms in God's green earth. And it also has 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu and Bang Muay Thai. It's a beautiful place to get your shit together. Go to onnit.com. Check out all the different things that we sell, whether it's protein powder made of the finest hemp, hemp force protein, kettlebells, battle ropes, all this shit. We got too much for me to talk about in this already too long interview. Onnit.com. Uh, Use the code word ROGAN and save 10% off any and all supplements. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my guest today is my good friend Everlast, uh, otherwise known as Eric Schrode from the House of Pain. He's a just a beautiful person. He's raw and real, and his new project that he's doing, War Porn Industries, is fucking badass. I love it. I love hearing him rap again. He's just a good dude. We got a little too drunk. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, the end of the po- <laughs> the end of the podcast was a, l- a little little off the rails, but. Uh, I love him. He's beautiful. So uh, give it up for Everlast. 
The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. My brother and the man who got me into Instagram. If it wasn't for you, I would have abandoned it. Remember? You're the one. And I still got like 40,000 followers and you got like 4 million. I don't have that many. (laughs) I don't don't even think I have 2 million. Do I have 2 million? Whatever. Uh, You got me into it, man. Hey. Slancha. <laughs> Slancha. What does that mean? You say that all the time. Slancha is like the Gaelic Irish uh, salud or, oh, you know, Nostrovia. You know, it's that. It's, it's Slancha. It's like S L A I N T E with like one of them crazy marks on it. Oh, that's a. It, so Gaelic. Gaelic like, is a fucking a real crazy language. language to read or try and pronounce some shit. It'll be like somebody's name will be Gary and it'll be spelt with like six, 17 letters. Crucifixes <laughs> and shit. shit. Yeah. Crucifixes with runes. That. What's that crucifix with the circle? Yeah, what is uh, that? Uh, I was just, I think it's among those runes and shit. I don't know. Dude, does anyone speak Gaelic? Can you go have a conversation oh, yeah. with somebody? Oh, yeah. Gaelic? In Ireland, people do for sure. So for is sure. it like. Um, like I'm sure it's a dying or? Ross kind of fading away thing but there you'll find pockets that definitely do it's fucking crazy when you stop and think about how many different languages there are like have you done much touring in asia um really only japan i haven't hit i've never been to korea never been to like um china never been to indonesia or anything that's not yeah asia indonesia yes sort of asia i've only been to japan and only for a few days with the ufc oh it's amazing the people are so nice and polite and it's it's fascinating how their culture works one of the reasons i love it so much too is it's like you go to europe you don't feel foreign necessarily you know what i mean it's really the foreigner experience when you're there like i am now out the obvious outsider i'm taller than most people and i'm Caucasian, you know, and there's a lot right, of places right, right. there. Like, I try to go to, like, I'd get the lowdown on a sushi spot from somebody that I, I knew there, and then you'd go there and be like, oh, no, no, Kaijin, we don't serve them. We don't serve y'all here. Like, oh. still places like that, you know what yeah. I mean? When you try and get the down low Anthony Bourdain treatment, like, if you ain't, <laughs> if you ain't Anthony Bourdain, you might not have no luck. You, you know? don't show up at that 0.0 yeah. crew. Yeah, man, it just, um, they're so different than us in their their culture that it's like this crazy immersion into uh, like an alternative world. Like Japanese writing is so different than American writing. The sound, their languages is so different than the sound of English that when you go there, you're like, wow, this is like, like I'm literally peering into a coexisting alternative world. Like what if every, like if, what if there was no different languages it was just language like everybody knew what everybody spoke right and your language was the the sounds that they make and the way they interpret things and the way they interpret things shapes the way they look at reality like for sure it, it, that's i mean it's a, a weird like our culture is in a lot of ways almost like an operating system i think terence mckenna described it that way and i think it kind of makes sense it is like an operating system. You yeah, know? we learn a basic set of parameters and rules yeah. that we all kind of abide. Yeah, we're all individuals within it, but like there's, you know, hey, you know, in this society, this is what's acceptable and this is what isn't, and here's how we peer it. And then when you see something like we were talking about this book, Dear Reader, Michael Malice, who was on uh, yesterday, who was just amazing podcast guest, but was talking to us about North Korea. Like that's a different, totally different operating system, and that shit is going on right now. Right now, there's like a whole country that's in prison. Yeah, what's amazing to me is that that many people can be subdued in that manner. Like, where's, you know, you all, you read throughout history, is like, you know, people got sick and tired of some shit after a while and just bucked up. Yeah. Where are they? What What is going on there? What mastery do these dudes have that it's crazy? I mean, but, I look at that, and you, there's millions of people that are starving 
and still accept. And this dude's living in his whatever golden palace, whatever kind of lifestyle. Yeah. And nobody's really like trying to revolutionize or start a revolution or buck up and make I mean, a coup would be a problem because I think the old guys around them are even crazier. But. Well, Malice was telling me why. He was saying that the way their, their society is structured, everybody reports on everybody else about what you did wrong. Like if you and I were hanging out together, we'd be forced to report at the end of the day. I would have to report on everything you did wrong. Like, maybe you didn't cry long enough when something happened. Maybe you didn't express enough grief. Like, you have to, there's, like, rules to the way you grieve. Wow. People who didn't grieve hard enough got six years, six months, rather, of hard labor for not grieving hard enough when Kim Jong-il died. For the leader, died. yeah. Woo! That's crazy. So they tell on each other. So they have this crazy culture of telling each other. The podcast was fascinating, man. That dude is a really, really interesting guy. Scary. That, that's a world that's happening right now. It exists. Yeah. And next door is South Korea, which is thriving. And, and pop culture galore. Yeah. Crazy plastic surgery. Those girls all get uh, those. Not those. All of them. But a, a high percentage of girls get their eyes changed. They get this crazy surgery that makes your eyelids. They shrink your eyelids so they don't have the Asian look. You know, the, oh, the they, thinner they're eyelids. They're trying for more of a round eye thing. They're trying for a more of an anime thing. Oh, the big eye thing. Have you seen it? I, I think I have, but I don't. I, didn't, I think I don't think it was an Asian girl. I think I saw some some girl on the internet who's trying to look really much. Like, oh, she I know did what you're look like about. a fucking That's anime That's that Barbie character. lady, right? The yeah, Barbie lady. Maybe it's crazy. Yeah, there's people that go deep. It's like, how do you think like that? How's your Ooh. brain working? I mean, like, you're not looking in the mirror and seeing the same thing. I mean, this is you're, this is giving you satisfaction. I don't understand. You I know think it's mean? just body dysmorphia. It's the same things like uh, a person who's a bodybuilder who just can't get big enough, or a woman who can't get fake enough breasts like they keep wanting to get bigger and bigger ones you, you don't see yourself how everybody else sees you so it's, it's almost like a disease and i think that um it's always funny because i always thought i was a pretty fucking awesome dude yeah well you <laughs> have what's you called know? self-esteem you should pull those pictures up so check out what they do see if you can see good ones three reasons why one gin plastic surgery for eyes eyelid surgery so, but show some like before and afters. I see kinda, a little one right there. Yeah, they're kind of crazy. Some of them are kind of crazy. Like they look like a totally different human. Like if you went to high school with her, you'd be like, what? Where? What? Oh, that yeah. seems totally normal right there. There's been some extreme ones. See if you can but find her it. whole face is different shaped at that point, the one you just passed. So yeah, well, there was more than just eyes done there, man. It's interesting. It's you're seeing people... that younger and younger girls are having that kind of stuff Whoa. done too. Whoa, damn. Whoa. That one was very successful. That was a good decision. <laughs> yeah, that was an excellent decision. But how do we know these are real? You know, That's another thing. We could be getting fucked Dude, with. Holy shit, look you. at that one. This is something I wanted to talk to you about. Anyway, how do we know? It? What, it's like, how do you know what the fuck is true anymore? It's almost impossible to know. <laughs> because everybody's mastered the half truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I got a piece of the truth and then I spin it the way I want to spin it. So a certain amount of people are going to see it that way. That's, what, that's yeah. how they they really... The whole I, I I trip on this whole system right now. I don't give a fuck about Trump, Clinton, any of that. All right, I fuck all of them. They're all lying crooks, as far as I'm concerned. Right. But peep game on how they have blue states, reds. We're like Bloods and Crips here. They and they're 100%. making it more like that every day. Like the hatred between this blue and red. It's like what the fuck is this yeah it's like people who got along just six months ago are now at each other's throats and there used to be a thing when we were young when the new president was elected and he became president we all kind of sat back and said okay 
That's our president. Let's see what. Right. And I'm not saying hey, we're not even going to get into dude. Right. All right? We're not. Even right. gonna, I'm talking as a, as a, just as a principal. Right. Who that's that exchange. We all sat back and said, okay, let's let's give the guy a shot at least. Right. right? What, and again, we're not even. Gonna, I'm not even interested in getting into all the, the individual the, the, the question. Now. Right. It, that doesn't exist anymore. It's like the minute this dude's president. The next fucking campaign starts, and like you, it's just fucking crazy. Is it as crazy as I think it is, Joe? Or am it I is, just sitting at home? Everything is like crazy in a dad world of of taking care of these babies and going on tour, <laughs> and I just turn on the TV and it blows my fucking mind. It's, dude. Blowing, it's blowing everybody's mind, man. I mean, there's a weird line that's happening now too, and uh, this isn't really even a criticism, but Newsweek had an article that they tweeted, and the article shows how Molina rejects Trump's hand. <laughs> I mean, this Which is, was kind of awesome. I saw it. It was kind of awesome. I understand. Slapped it, it away. It was cool. It is kind of, but who knows what's going on. Maybe she gets public anxiety and she doesn't like holding hands when she walks. Like It doesn't necessarily have to mean anything. The fact that it's a fucking story that Newsweek tweets out is strange. I think CNN had it on, I believe. Uh, they got a whole article after hand swat. I mean, this is nothing. It's like they touch hands for a second. Back it up again. I'm no Trump supporter here, but look, Newsweek, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with what you're doing. I don't think there's anything wrong with putting this up. I watched it. I'm glad you put it up. I'm not, That's why I'm they not put it up, because you would watch it. It's not news, though. I'm it's not, I'm reality. Not we are all part of the biggest reality TV show ever created in the universe now. Yeah, it and seems Donald like. Trump is the host. Yeah, it seems and it's, like. And, that's, and this man is actually living <laughs> out his goddamn fantasy right now. Like, we have all given this guy, and again, I don't care. I'm not even going to say hate, love, whatever. Fuck them all. It's fascinating. But this dude is like king of the fucking universe in his mind right now he, yeah there's nobody can fucking touch him and that's the fucking that's why the show is going to get so hilarious it's just going to be great well i think he's he's not that stupid like he's aware that there's been a lot of criticism and he's trying to iron things out but what he's doing is he's taking this approach that he's made become this real estate magnate this you know big tycoon big businessman which is like he was always this rambunctious sort of flamboyant personality right he always put his name in gold letters on these buildings and we didn't mind that when he wasn't running the country just when you run the country and you start doing the same stuff like the criticism that he's getting is kind of you can't kind of do the same thing when you're the president you can't like talk no. about how shows it's are number a, one it's a bigger you than yourself them. thing it's a bigger than yourself thing you just nailed in it. fact you have to let go of self to a yeah. certain degree you know what I mean? To be a good one. And I'm not I'm yeah. not going to say you one guy's been better than the other. We all know. We have our opinions on that shit. You know what I mean? And honestly, I, I grew up in an age where politics and religion, where if it was going to be bad news, you didn't bring it up with people you liked. You know what I mean? And now it's just the the hatred I see, like even from people I respect. The red and white, red and uh, blue hatred. Yeah, they, yeah. they cripping in blood now here hard, <laughs> man. Hard for their parties. It's, and it's stupid because none so of ironic. them care about you. None of them want anything from you but more of your tax money, no matter how much they're going to tell you they're going to cut your taxes. You know what I mean? They, they, if they're going to find a way to fucking get that money, they might make it look good to you. But hey, guess what? Mid middle class family, $36,000 or whatever. We, there, here's... Two grand, you don't have to pay in taxes a year, which it seems a lot when you're in that level of living. You know what I mean? Yeah. I blow that on fucking sneakers, I'm ashamed to say. You know what <laughs> I mean? But the point is they don't give a fuck because they just stole it out the back end of your health care or they just took it off the top of not rebuilding all the roads. This is their game. They run the game. Until these motherfuckers come up with some shit where money comes out of the politics 
I don't respect any of it. I would like to think that some of them have your best interests in mind, that there's just a crazy competitive system and that we maybe, you know, maybe it's just like what the system makes. Like the system kind of makes corruption because of lobbyists, because of the way it's set up. It's almost like you can't pull it out of it. I totally agree with you that there's plenty of good ones. Yeah. But it's, it's just like cops. I know a lot of cops right. and they're all good guys. I think but there's when more the, but good when cops shit, when the shit storms pop up, But when the shit storms pop up, they don't buck out and say, yeah. like, you know what, that was wrong, and go against what the group of cops or politicians is saying. Either one. I could be either one. They side even in wrong times when they shouldn't. Where are those voices? I want to hear them. Don't you think there's way more good That's cops where you get respect. Yes, I do. Politicians. I do. But, the, but <laughs> I mean, my point but is I, there's a code. Oh, yeah. There's a code. And that good cop will fucking not shit on a bad cop. Maybe he right. won't back him, but he's still... There's a time when you got to shit on that thing or, yeah. or that person or that act. That act. And, and, and there's this code in politicians and in, in cops where they don't call out the, the bullshit. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's where I lose all the respect for everything. It's like, yeah. yo, and I just sit back. I'm on some Carlin shit, man. I got a front row seat well, to the, the freak is, show. Though, you know, I'm going to watch it go down. You're asking them to do the impossible job. You're asking them to be around violence and lying and danger, and they're the enemy. You're asking them to be the professional enemy to professional criminals. That's what you're asking them to do all Absolutely. the time. And so, like, there's a reason why they bond together like that, because they're, they're all in the war together, and it's us and them. And it's we on the outside. I don't think we understand what the fuck they go through. That's why they have this bond with each other. It's No it, doubt. You wouldn't want that. You really would want that. But there comes a time... You're right. And there's been a, a few right. of them lately in, in, in recent history oh, yeah. where there should have been an overwhelming condem condemnation by a group of, of, of a, a, a smaller group of that group's actions. Right. You like know what a mean? perfect um, example is that Eric Gardner case in New York where they choked that guy who was just selling cigarettes. They didn't have to do that. There was no reason to right. do that. That guy didn't even have any cigarettes on him. The whole thing was fucked up. They were saying he wasn't complying. Why should he comply? He, didn't, he wasn't yeah. doing anything. You can't. You and and when you watch the video, was he not out. complying enough to die? You know what I mean? Well, I think the dude had like an asthma attack or something, but yeah. obviously but they were, I think it was they also provoked. Had a fucking bar, they you did. Know, they, they had, had a chokehold. It was yeah, a weak the, ass the, choke, yeah. though. It was more like, honestly, I mean, it was a chokehold, but it was more like the way he was applying it was like a restraining thing more than it was. I want to see it. Let me see it again. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. But without a doubt, the forearm was under the neck. Like, if I was no calling doubt. it in a fight, I would say this guy's getting choked. Right. Well, I, just, you know, I mean, honestly, let's that. not even go down that road. But the point of this conversation, I believe, was just saying, like, oh, th that overwhelming larger number of good folks, whether right. it's cops, politicians, soldiers, whatever. Right. I do believe that exists, that the, the yes. majority of them are decent, good people. Yeah. But when the shit hits the fan... They don't collectively say, that's wrong and that's fucked up. No, they all band together and say, like, all right, we'll try and bury this and hide it and, or, or just deny it kind yeah. of thing. And that, as a group, loses you respect when people are, you know, that are interested in justice and interested in fair play and interested in that see these things happen. They lose faith. Yeah. And I think there's no faith in anything right now. The way I see, I, the, way I see the division in this country, all that, there's no faith in anything. You I'm I mean? hoping it's just a wave and it's going to come back. It will. I mean, that's what I'm, I'm thinking, that we're going to react to I just hope it doesn't come back in really fucked up ways, because sometimes when that wave crashes, it breaks shit. Yeah, it you know does. what I mean?
Well, it shouldn't. The problem is it's so easy to think that we're against each other. It's so easy to dig your heels in and argue one side or argue the other or pick a team and be totally committed to it. Whether it's red, blue, or whether it's black, white, people get on these goddamn teams. We do it men and women. There's, you see it. Mm-hmm. It gets real divisive online with people with, uh, separating men and men, women, like criticizing men, all men in general, criticizing women, all women in general. Absolutely. It's the same shit. It exists whether it's Democrat versus Republican. It's it's the same shit. Vegan versus carnivores. It's the same shit. People pick a fucking team and they fight for it. And they think they're right. And they have many, many good reasons for thinking they're right. But I think all of us are, are way better off if we're taught about these team ideas early and recognize when you see them in yourself and do some like self-governing and, Absolutely. and, and avoid those. Avoid those, and we'll find common ground on a lot more shit than we think. It's pretty much we can sum that up, but like no, think for yourself. Yeah, it's hard Evalu- to do. It, it, especially when you're bombarded the way we are now. That's yeah. another thing about how we started this conversation: is how do you know what the fuck is really true? You, yeah. If you really want to know what the fuck is true, or at least get a, a good semblance of it, you have to look at more than one fucking thing. If you read some story on Facebook that outrages you and fucking makes you so pissed off. Maybe it was intended to do that. Maybe you should go look further. Look down the road. Look at a paper you would never look at. Look at it. I, mm-hmm. I, I like to look when I, when I get interested in the news, which isn't as much as it used to be because I have my own things, which right. I'm sure we'll get into. Uh, it, I try to be like, all right, I watch. I see CNN is on at my studio a lot without the sound because we'll be making music and whatnot. And mostly I just read the ticker because if you know nowadays, news is on the ticker opinions are what are coming out the fucking speakers when the when the personalities are talking news is just the facts that roll scroll along down on the bottom and you know there's some spin on it and whatnot but i try not to listen to the talking heads because they you know fox has two pro democrat guys that no matter what the democrats do they're going to defend it and cnn has a couple of trump guys that no matter what goes on it's, right. it's a they game their it's a game it's yeah. a game you know what i mean they're, they're all, it's all a game it's a it's a television show i was watching it that not too long ago when cnn came on after a commercial and the studio was lit up red and korean stars were everywhere and there was nuclear missile launches like pictures in the background <laughs> and and i was like oh my god what the fuck is going on did they just launch <laughs> missiles and they and, and nothing like it had happened they were just discussing the possibility of the future of if they got a missile oh, that wow. was capable and it's like this is and people are tuned into this shit and it's that i like i said it's on in the background because i just god forbid that breaking news you want to know i mean it's reality tv honestly and again it's what we're talking about people acting as groups and, and then, i ain't and acting above it those either. groups i watch it i, I see do it. too it's entertaining to me but my 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 deeper self brain whatever you want to call it the whiskey's starting to fucking talk to me right now so <laughs> that has a conscious my conscious my soul right. you know evaluates yeah. why i'm being entertained by it and finds it disturbing a lot like and wants to say like hey man we should all fucking take a step back and i love you because you, you the love shit I, I mean i always have had love in my life i've been a very fortunate man but like coming in here as grown men and you I, when i first started doing your podcast you would always be preaching love and you know i mean joe rogan's a tough guy he kicked the shit out of 90 percent of the fucking people around he's not interested in it he your just wants to love your life is better and, if you just have and a that bunch started of people me down you care a path. about I'm, I'm, really I, it started me down a path dude where i was like i've explored almost every religion you know what i mean there is um and i and i, I don't really practice any but i have a philosophy that's taken its own good parts from all right and um 
lately I've been reading a lot of Buddhist stuff. I'm not a Buddhist n- at all, but like this Thich Nhat Hanh guy and a few other things I've been reading. But these things are also kind of started here because connecting with you in a weird way it made me open my mind up to like like there's a lot of things we don't think alike at all on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, but doesn't that's that doesn't fucking matter. Well, I, I, I know, like talking to people that I don't d- necessarily exactly. agree with, but I respect. Exactly. That's like one of my fa- some of my favorite conversations. That's the best kind. Yeah, when you can get that, and that's the point of what they're trying to keep from happening in this world. Whether I mean, just this whole online shit has taken us. Yeah, there's a lot of great things that have happened from this, but this social networking shit is anything but social. We're working it out. You know, it's anything yeah. but social. Well, for a lot of people, it's just way too distracting. It's a lot of wicked, evil, just venom that, like, you know, I've learned from either very once in a while, every once in a while, I'll cater in and I'll, I'll let a dude know online, like, <laughs> hey, motherfucker, you really don't know. You really don't know. That's, you know, I mean, like, hey, whatever. You really don't know. IP addresses are easy to, you know what I mean? That kind of shit. And you know what? Nine times out of ten, when I do fuck up that rare occasion, it's a Joe Rogan fan. It's like, hey, man, take the high road, dude. <laughs> Joe, ask Joe. You know what I mean? And I'll be like, oh, fuck, yeah, sure. All right, you're right. And I'll, and boom, that's over. Yeah. That kind of thing. You know what I mean? You get- this show has been like a real serious, not just the show, you, me and you having a little friendship. We Because I've hung out with you a lot since. It's been three years. We've hung out a here. lot, though. That's yeah, what yeah. was weird. We we're trying to figure it out. We're like, why does it not feel like three years? Let me explain three years, three years now. Since, yeah. since I couldn't come in for a while. And I explained this to you on the phone and when we hung out a couple of times. My mother was passing from Alzheimer's. And then when she did pass, it's like I was emotionally incapable. Yeah. If I would have, I couldn't even have said those words. I would have been a blubbering idiot on your show. I'm sure, I'm sure. And and you know, you know, whatever. Some people might have been like, "Hey, that would have been great radio." You know, no, fuck you, that. you know, we, you yeah. were the one that said, "Hey, get your shit together, dude." Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I wanted to come in and hey, be able well, to talk I don't about think it. I said it like that. That would be like, "Joe, get your shit together." Yeah. So your mom's dead. No, no, no. Whatever, it's, bro. <laughs> it's us talking. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's no, how I said it. I know what you mean, but, but it would be more like you know because take it was. It, I went. It was a, the last. Four years probably started probably the last right before I stopped the last time I came on the show There was like a big lawsuit over jump around that. I actually wound up winning but like it froze money that I depend on Right, like mailbox money. We call that you know, what right, I mean? That's the, right. those checks that just kind of come in and you right. know, jump around has been really good to me Dude jump around is one of my favorite hip-hop it's 25th anniversary this year the whole first album so but point being so I that got, got a little weirded up. out when I first started hanging out with you because I was such a fan of that song I was like, I can't believe I know this dude. I remember you you were weirded out when I lit a joint in the club in Vegas. <laughs> and you were like, what are you doing? I was like, what do you mean, what am I doing? I'm lighting a joint. And no, let like, me tell me, explain how it went down. <laughs> Everlast goes, he goes, you want to get high? I go, fuck yeah. And and I go, where you want to go? He goes, go. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, yo, we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> he just lights the joint up. But he looks at me like sideways, like, go. <laughs> Sparks it right in the club. And I was like, oh, this is hilarious. Yeah, that man, was that know. night. Wasn't that that same night that you performed on stage and there was a, a bunch of uh, musicians that had never worked together on stage? Dave Navarro was Oh, yeah, there. no, that was, uh, they had Camp Freddy. They had like yeah. a band where they just did a bunch of covers and they, I remember being fucked up and they yeah. were calling, weren't and they calling me a bunch you of times though? Stage. But they were like, Everlast was in the house, right? And like three or four times before Didn't I mounted up. Did you do what it's like? Did what it's like. And yeah, that, that's Dude, I, that was a fucking high great and drunk night. As fuck. That's us. <laughs> oh, we're barbecued. There we go. Oh my God, I can't see see my eyes <laughs> that's exactly the spot we were smoking the joint in too right that's there. exactly where it was man <laughs> 
I just never remember you looking at me sideways and going, go. Go. <laughs> Where the fuck up? Go. What? I'm going to hide in the bathroom and smoke a joint? Man, get the fuck out of here. I tip way oh, too good man. for that bullshit. That's ah, hilarious. Especially in Vegas. Like, yeah. I had, like I, if any place in the world you're going to be an outlandish tipper, beat it there because you'll get away with murder. Almost literally. <laughs> And that. The, the valets will say, like, all right, yo, the cops are on their way. You better get the fuck out of here. Oh, I'm sure. They want to keep them checks coming. <laughs> cops are coming whether you like it or not. Imagine being a cop in Vegas. Jesus Christ. How, well, many, regardless. how many people do they have down there robbing casinos and shit? And crazy movie Crack style heads, meth heads. With masks on and machine guns and shit taking over casinos. But, um, oh, I was talking about. So. I was like, so my money got froze, so I was having right. to bust my ass crazy hard, like, on the road, trying to make up the difference for a while, and then my mother started going way downhill kind of fast over two years, you know, it's like dealing with that, that is, anybody going through that is, is you know, gets, I mean, there's a lot of things that go on in my life that are getting my heart sent out to those people, but watching somebody you love just disappear it was tough man yeah, that was that perspective was, right it changes your yeah. perspective you realize that this is this is how it ends i had a lot of guilt involved because with a kid with cf i couldn't have my mom in home with a nurse and any infections that she could you know oh, she was getting lung yeah. infections all the time so i had her in a home a really beautiful home they took magnificent care of my mother but there was a lot of right. guilt i was i was freaking for a while like with a lot of darkness I that i was swimming through and i got it just yeah. wasn't good for me to come through and then you know, and then after she passed and like Layla's just been like a learning, you know, I'm only just me and my wife now. It's she's seven years old. And I think I'm not saying we got anything licked or cut, but like the life we have to live, we've been able to figure out with her cystic fibrosis. Yes. With yeah. the cystic fibrosis. Oh, because it's all, I mean, it's heavy. There's a lot of shit you got to worry about infections and any common cold considered the hot. It's like so much pressure on a person to to do that. It's, it's, it's my wife and I, like, you know, I won't fucking make it funny. We, we've been very close to the brink a few times, but we've finally gotten to a stage where it's like, nah, none of that's going to break us. You know what I mean? We're good and we're good and we're good in this life. And there's, and we accept where we are and we're going to make sure this, this young lady is. Is gonna make it. That's beautiful. As deep and as far into this life as she can, you know. And there's and been some medical innovations too, right? Haven't they're there? working on some stuff, man? There's a, there's a couple drugs that aren't quite for her yet because this drug has in the in on the DNA level of the chain. There's there's mutations. Layla has two different mutations. One's called the uh, De- Delta F. 508 I believe it is you got me high and a little drunk here but like Sorry. no 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 it's, people know people who know know it's easy to find out she has the most common that's the most common one like the okay. Delta 508 and then she has this other uh, weird kind of offshoot one there's one for, some people have a double what they call a double Delta there's a drug right now that's really working well for the people with the double Delta they're starting to experiment it on on it for people with the single now, does she have to be on some a special diet? Like a uh, the only diet we we just need her. She needs to. They have a problem gaining weight. Cystic fibrosis. They um, uh, they don't process fats properly. They have to take oh. enzymes with everything they eat. So gaining weight's a real serious issue. Um, Layla actually has a G tube, a feeding tube that she gets six shake protein shakes a day pumped into her stomach. Oh wow. Um, she again, if you my daughter very rarely is down about this she'll have her moments don't get me wrong where it's like frustration and anger over right. her but 
it's this is life she's never known anything else so right. it's like at the same time like we post a lot about it we've we made that decision layla has her own page people are free to try and follow it if my wife will approve you if you can get by the security clearance <laughs> her thing is layla l-a-i-l-a beauty 09 she wanted her own page because we started i've never posted anything without asking her right even when she was like barely able to understand i tried to be like can i post this picture a lot of people will see it and she would say okay daddy and now she's my you know she's sharp and about a year or so ago she was like i want my own instagram page i want to share my life like cystic fibrosis with people and so she's doing that and we this is may actually is cystic fibrosis awareness month so we've been posting and she happened to be in the hospital the last 10 days she's home right now recovering um I sent, you, I sent you an article on assisted fibrosis treatment what was that uh, it was a while ago i don't know but my wife and i are, are I, I i did it involve cbds i don't remember because i, remember I, I a few I people have sent me and things I, and we're investigating some stuff on that level right now because there are a lot of good things going along with this because it's one of the it's one of the best anti-inflammatories there are with no side effects and all kinds of stuff we're not using it on my daughter yet but we're mm-hmm. investigating like what kind of uses there are you i forget i might have to go back through my emails or whatnot and see yeah, what you I, I remember you did send me something i don't remember if it was cbds or stem cells or some shit but the, i just all saw levels right now there are a lot of levels they're working on on the stem cell level there there's a lot of things going on where it's like if they can correct correct things on a cellular level at some point it's going to be yeah, there's you, never going to be a cure. It's a genetic disease, mm-hmm. so you can't say cure in that sense. You know what I mean? Like the way it works is, my two pe- the two people that are that father the child have to each have the gene. All right, so me and my wife are known as what what are known as carriers, which we never knew because we searched our whole history after we found out nobody in my family's ever ever had this. Nobody in her family's ever <coughs> ever had this, but we're known as what's carriers. So when we got together and we had a child. There's a one in four chance that child's going to have cystic fibrosis. There's a two in four chance they're going to be a carrier. Oh, wow. There's a one in four chance they have no nothing at all, which is our other daughter, Sadie. So we kind of represent the whole spectrum, like our family, you know, mm-hmm. Layla, my, her mom, me, and, and Sadie. Um, which is another reason, like, I'm not having six kids because I love being a dad. But it's like two cystic fibrosis children in the same household is even... And a lot of people do it. It's hard because they pass infections and it's very, it's, I can't even imagine how the people with multiple two or three kids with cystic fibrosis pull it off. I, I, my hats off because I know what it's like with just one. That's got to be um, not just, te- it must be changing you as a person. Like think about like how much more compassionate this has made you and how much more appreciative of health. I've had to also accept and learn how to deal with a lot of anger. Yeah, I'm a sure. lot of anger. Like um, uh, I, I consider myself a pretty spiritual person. Like I said, I've explored a lot of religions. Um, I find religions confining. You know, I mean, I believe in a greater power, a greater higher, whatever, something bigger than us. I kind of believe in that. You know, whether it, you want to call it God or just our connected collective energy. You know, what I mean, right. whatever it might be, somewhere in between there lies something greater than us. Um, I felt for, for another reason the last three years is is um what's the captain's name in uh in Forrest Gump? Captain Ed is or no, Captain well what was the captain's Lieutenant name? Dan. Captain Lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan. Dan, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> I, I for the last couple years I'm Lieutenant Dan on the top of that fucking sailboat, like fuck you. That this is what you're gonna do to this little kid. You know what I mean? Watching right. my child suffer, you know what I mean? And there's greater there's huge injustices in the world and and, and let me tell you another thing. 
having to take my daughter to children's hospitals all the time, I see people that have it f- worse. Do you, do you, you know, know Penn Jillette? Do you know uh, Penn Oh, yeah, Penn I'm a huge fan. I don't yeah. know him personally, but I'm he's, a huge fan. He's a great dude. But one of the things he said to me that I'll never forget, he was uh, talking about The Secret. Do you remember when The the Secret was this big movie? The and book it was and about the, movie. the law yeah, yeah, of attraction, yeah. and people were going to manifest their own destiny, and they were going to make it happen, and everything in your life you created in your mind. And he was like, fuck you. You're telling a young, sick kid that she made that herself? She made that. She made herself have leukemia? Mm-hmm. She made herself have cancer? You're telling me that? Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. And when he said that, I was like, wow, I never thought about it that way. But he's totally right. That's exactly what it is. Like, you can't. That's ridiculous. You're dealing with a bunch of people that have become successful and told you why. Because I saw it happening. What about the people that saw it happen and it didn't happen? Exactly. Like, this is bullshit. Which are a far greater number, by the <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, it's a part of life. It's not the whole key to manufacturing a life. It's an excellent, like ha- being a, a, a positive person, being healthy, having a good vision and focus. All those things are like contributing factors. But kids that are sick are the monkey wrench in any idea that we've created our own reality. I don't buy, you can't make a baby responsible for cancer. That's crazy. You also can't make a god responsible for like a god has a plan you know you yeah. know what sometimes there's not a fucking plan sometimes there's a glitch in the goddamn matrix yeah. and you just got to deal with it you know you got to handle it and and the more important thing for me the second most important thing in my life other than keeping layla as healthy as possible is making sure she knows that you know she can still achieve and all that she can you know she's at an age now where like she kind of and i you know i'm not trying to have her hate me in 10 years if she ever hears this like for giving up her business but like she's in a stage right now where she's very resentful of she she expresses it well she'll she'll say i hate this i hate that i have this i just want to be normal i just want to have a normal life and it fucking rips your heart out man but you can't you have to say hey hey you are normal. This is your life. Your life is normal. It's like Carlin. I'm a big Carlin guy. You know, I know you're a studied student of it. But it's like he had his routine where it's like about being homemade or all natural. He's like, mm. everything's fucking all natural. Right. You know what I mean? No yeah. matter what you do with it, it's all fucking natural. And that's kind of how I try to approach it with her. It's like, you are normal. This is your normal life. You know what I mean? You're not any better or worse. Or, you know what I mean? You have to. There's, there's fights people fight that you don't even see, Layla. You know what I mean? That you don't understand. Yours is obvious. Yours is right here in front of you to fight. Some people are going to fight demons they'll never meet. Yeah, there's a, th- a phrase on that. Uh, what is it? Comparison is the enemy of happiness. Thank you. I'm yeah. fucking going to use that, Joe. Yeah. Thank it's, you. That's. Uh, I know. I, that, I'm going to look it up and I'm going to find out where it comes yeah, from. Yeah, find out. Find out whose quote that was. Comparison is the enemy of happiness. I really like that. That's yeah. a, that's a very useful. Be inspiration sentence you, you should get inspiration from other people but comparison is not really healthy who is it says theodore roosevelt said ah. comparison is the thief of joy oh there you go perfect that's so somebody more eloquent it. probably yeah. me i probably fucked it yeah. up but that's even better yeah god damn theodore roosevelt you bad motherfucker he was a badass motherfucker bad man motherfucker writing with a charging feather. up the hill in san juan all that shit man right comparison talking is about the, the first roosevelt joy. theodore the other one yeah. was well, this is the guy that made the he he set aside um, the national park system. He set aside like Theodore Roosevelt is the reason why we have the Grand Canyon, which our which our current guy is trying to fucking dem- yeah. dismantle. Not the Grand Canyon. I uh, know Cam can't be happy about that shit. 
No, everybody's upset about it. It's um. Well, shout out to Cam. To do? Cam what Haynes. up, Cam? <laughs> he's in Alberta right now. I know. I see him giving you a hard time, Cam, and you. He's so nice. Oh, he's the nicest guy. He's ever. nice. People threaten him. He just hey, look, this guy's threatening me. Would I threaten you? I wouldn't threaten you, and I could probably kill you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole but I wouldn't eat you. That's why I won't kill you. It's a lot of people in other countries, man. A lot of people that yeah. uh, get mad about hunt, his hunting pictures, they're from some other country. They're all, a lot of them are from South America. Like uh, Cam, you're going to be a god when the electricity all goes out. They're going to be coming to you, man. They're going to be coming to you. He'll be happy as fuck. And I need a recommendation on a beginner bow. <laughs> I'll, I can hook you up. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I forgot. Joe's a bow man now. Dude, I'll get uh, Hoyt to send you one. You really want to learn? Yes. That'll be the shit. I do. All right. Well, next time I'm hanging out with John Dudley, I'll have him come and coach you, and we'll make a little video. Let me know. Maybe I can attend. Maybe I, I can jump no, in. No, well, I want him to coach you and teach you how to shoot. That's amazing. That would be perfect. We'll do it. We'll make that happen. We'll make that happen. Yeah, so that's three years, kind of a lot if condensed Reader's Digest version as I, I emotionally was unprepared to be here and hang out and have fun. I would have been like the, I would have been the like episode that everybody's like, oh, you got to hear this heart-wrenching fucking, oh right. my God. Well, it's heart-wrenching you know I mean? now, man, you know I mean? but I'm glad she's doing better. No, but and it's I'm, heart-wrenching, but you're, but I'm, I, I can stand here like a man and right. be like, look, here's, I've been through it. Right. You, know, you didn't want to see me in, it's like, you didn't, it's like. You don't want to see me cowering in the foxhole. You know what I mean? Right. Now the battle's over. It's like, yeah, I cowered in the foxhole for a little while, but then we got out and we won the battle. Or, we, you know what I mean? Right. That's, that's where I wanted to be before I came. I and I And I didn't have anything. And I know I didn't need anything to promote, but all of a sudden it's like I did this free project and I was like, I really just put it out and my, my, my fans have found it. And, but it, the response has been so good behind it. It's like, I want to get this out there a little further. So it gave me an excuse to be like, I think it's time for me to be on the podcast again. And if you want to buy a CD, they still you don't make have the, you, CDs. No, we don't. You don't. We're you could buy away. these maybe at our shows. All right, because if we bring them there, and, and we charge basically what they cost them, uh, us to make them and ship them wherever we got to take them. And try reading that shit. Yeah, you don't. You can't read it. That's the Good point. Luck. It's fucking gangster calligraphy. <laughs> shout out to Big Sleeps. Shout out to Big Sleeps. Whenever who you one can of the say finest. shout out to Big Sleeps, you win. Yeah, there you go. Shout out to Big Sleeps for the calligraphy. Um, that's gangster stuff. That, if you so, can't read it, you weren't built to read it. That's all it mm, means. I get it now that you've explained it. I can read it now. It's like just a picture like old school, old English calligraphy and then mixed with gangster letters. Yeah. Too, and you can see it. I struggle with the R N. Because it comes back up. Like it comes down and then it bang bang. Mm. That's his artistic cho- that's art, man. I understand. Let me let me explain I think this he project. Might have made up a letter. Let me let me no that end seems to me like a made up letter. That's some Gaelic shit. It's just old school. That N is actually pretty old school English. Old English. Do you know what that is, Jamie? Does that look like an N to you? At the end, it looks yes. cool. That looks like an N to you. Yeah, I got where do you see the N? The, the N here. Wait now a minute. That's not big, the R. Here's the N. But where's the fucking here's R? The, N. the R is this. Oh my god, this is ridiculous. That's the R. The That's R, the look, N. Here's your loop. Oh, this, okay. and then it just comes down. All right. All right. All right here's your P. Your P is the is the R without the arm down. Listen, it all looks beautiful. Don't get me wrong. First of all, I don't give a flying fuck. (laughs) First of all, if you can't read it, that's why it's art. All right? Oh, okay. And it's gangster shit. Every gangster kid. If you go to Pico Union, those guys will read that shit like it ain't. It's easy. They'll be like, oh, yeah. That says war porn. Oh, that's Um, hilarious. But the point is, all right. I was struggling to make my next singer songwriter ish hip hop kind of. I was kind of revisiting the Whitey Ford formula a little bit and expanding on it, but I got kind of stuck halfway through because I was just after all of this 
stuff that I went through, I thought it would be smart to just, I, I, I kind of, another thing about cystic fibrosis is really isolating because you get really protective of your child and other people right. who are sick. I mean, I remember when first I used to come and be like, everybody's going to be all right at the studio, right? Nobody's sick. I mean, you know I mean? I trust you now. I know it's like, if you were sick, you'd tell me. Um, but you still... I understand what you're you saying. You live that life, and yeah, after a while, you get tired of asking hands. your friends every five seconds, and so you, the invitations to hang out become a little less. It's not an intentional thing. It's this slow kind of isolation of yourself. My friends didn't do it to me. I did it to myself. Right. And I'm coming out of that now. Like, I'm hanging out with a lot of my old friends and seeing things, which is great. But so, like, I was stuck in the studio. It was just me. And like an engineer kid who I had a guy that worked for me for many years who moved up north. And then I, I had this new guy who I, who was good at his job, but it was like I, I, there was no. But you're kind of your own boss, right? So how do you decide when you're going to go into the studio? How do you decide when you're going to write? You just Well, because I don't know how you think about life because we don't live by the paycheck rules. You know what I mean? We, so I'm thinking six months out. I know I'm good for, probably right now. I could sit on my ass for a year before cash ran out right let alone other stuff so but i'm always thinking six months all right like if i creating something now that's going to generate like you're writing your next stuff for whatever your next special is going to be you know what do you get out one of those two of those a year like a solid hour i mean am i when i boil it down after two years it's like a real good hour and 10 minutes usually okay. so but that's I what could... i'm saying so you're thinking on kind of that time level you're like i'm working this yeah. out to get to this point that's what my schedule is now Every i've two always years. you know anybody who follows my career whether it was house of pain or, or everlast it's like i've never been this like some cats are like clockwork with their product they a year every year every year and a half there's an album bang boom boom right me i've had two year intervals three year intervals four year intervals one you know never a one year interval never i'm never that guy i have to be inspired i have to but i know if i'm not creating something at some time the show money which is what i live off of now basically besides the mailbox stuff um Get smaller as long as long as you're if you can always just make, you don't even have to have a hit at my stage of career you know what I mean I don't need hits I just need new material where it's like I got something to promote that gives a promoter in you I do a lot of work in Europe I do more work in Europe than I do here you do you I mean? really yeah yeah way more I'm about to way be more. six weeks in Europe wow I gotta leave literally day after tomorrow um Whew, that's a long first time. I go to Napa actually I got a festival in Napa and then I come home for a day and then I go to Europe for six weeks Napa's a trip. Um, and, and I mean, I do well in pockets in the United States and, and there's a lot of places like the South. I think I would do great, but I've never gone as like promoters. Don't I don't know what it is. I don't chase it. Here's the point. You know what? I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not all of this. I've never chased this. I've never ran it down. I've, I'm where I am because I just looked at the signs on the road and said, oh, go that way. And I go there. I'm not the guy who thinks I'm the worst social media. Look, I got 40,000 fucking Instagram followers. You know, I've sold millions and millions of records. I don't put, I don't try. I don't want to, I don't know what it is. I, I get extreme amounts of joy. I think we talked about this on the first podcast I ever did, that my music is more famous than my face. Like that, I think because I did say like I like to go to Ralph's and get at the Olive Bar right. and just fucking get olives and nobody knows who the fuck I am and jump around is actually playing in the supermarket or something. You know, right. it's fucking hilarious to me. Well, I, I love always that. said that Steve Miller was like one of the greatest rock stars of all time because nobody knows what the fuck yeah. he looks like. Take yeah. the money and run. This is a story about Billy Joe and yeah. Bobby Sue. Fucking, what does that guy look like? Any uh, idea? Because I'm a smoker. Yeah. Because I'm yeah, a joker. Midnight cowboy. I'm a Come midnight on. toker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Joker. 
Um, Jungle Love, that was another great jam. Damn, he had some great jams. So I'm sitting in the studio by myself, stuck. Um, a, a, a friend of mine asked me to do a feature on his rap record, which I really wasn't, you know, I mean, I wasn't, I don't do a lot of that anymore. How long had it been since he had done it? Well, I mean, the first La Coca Nostra album, I was, it was, I was part of the whole album. That was, was a like, few years back. Right? That was 08. 08. 08. And I've done a, a, a rap here, a rap there for friends. So that's a long time to go between that and war yeah, porn. Yeah, yeah. Your new project, war porn. When well, did you guys start that? What happened, I'm, I'm getting to it, is, is a, uh, this cat asked me uh, to, I'll even shout him out, just do Ryu. Um, Plenty of shout-outs on this show. Jamie, maybe our, a record our, number? Like, like the fighter from uh, Street Fighter, you know what I mean? Ryu, he has an album out. Um, and I did a song on there, and, some, and it came out amazing. I was so, like... In love with what I did, like after all these years, like wow, I busted a fucking really dope rhyme on that thing. That him and I, I was like, yo, we should do a little mixtape thing just to help promote this, whatever, whatever. Something happened. He just couldn't be involved, and then I immediately thought of my friend and 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 and, and partner now, uh, this guy Sick Jackin from a group called Psycho Realm. Latin, bunch Two of Latin excellent dudes. names. Yeah, yeah. Sick Jagan and Psycho yeah, Realm. Yeah, he he's going to come next time. He, I, I called him like today, and I was like, yo, I told you space if you want to come do this. Um, there he is, the ball guy right there. Uh, and then oh. Devine Styler did all the beats, and he rhymes on the project. But the way it came back was like, when dude couldn't do it, Devine already was making the beats. I called Sick Jack. I was like, yo, I got this project. He came, heard all the beats, and, and we literally made this record in like a week. Wow. And... um. Uh, Devon Styler, a, a short background. I would not be in this business. I would not be making music if it wasn't for that man. Um, he's the first guy that ever told me I could rap. I used to want to be a graffiti artist. He was an amazing graffiti artist, and I was just following him around as like a 16 year old trying to learn like styles and shit. And I would bust raps because they were making music to like make fun of shit, like your mom or this or that. And they would always be like, yo, you could rap. You should like make a tape. When you do this graffiti art, yeah. does it get you high? No, not really. I mean, not not in the sense. I mean, maybe a collect. After a while, you might feel a little different. But like, you wear masks and shit. And oh, do they wear masks? Well, now they wear real ones. We used to just tie bandanas and oh, okay. Because I would imagine if you're standing there, like some of those, I, I passed. You're not by really some of those enclosed. In downtown LA. You're not in, if you were like in a room like this and tried to paint that whole wall right, just you with no ventilation, up. you probably would. But this is mostly outdoor on the wall on the bus on in LA. The the, the scene was. Um, like down, we had a yard. Every crew, you'd have a yard somewhere, like right. in an industrial area between buildings where there's like a brick wall and two buildings, and you just bomb them. It would be called your yard. Right. You know what I mean? You're this crew's yard or that crew yard. And, you and you'd like sneak trouble. into other crew's yards and you'd like bomb over their pieces. And that's and, not good, right? No, it's like, it's it's a game almost. Kind it's of, a game? Except it's a little more. Little more so, yes, if they caught you for sure. Well, that's not good. Kick your ass and steal your paint. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. You know who David Cho is? You know David? That's, I love David Cho, man. David's got these crazy fucking videos he's putting up on Instagram now. It's him throwing paint all over the place. The floor, yeah. yeah where the, paint fumes. He's high on paint fumes. Someone save him. He's going crazy. Like he's in like some industrial building just... I love that dude. Taking he's, a trailer, like running it around like... He's so far out there, there's no map. No one's got a well, fucking if, if, map you of know, David Cho land. I mean, that dude... <laughs> like, you know, yeah, here he is, right here. <laughs> He's got a cart and he's just pouring paint on the ground. But he's a, he's you know a savage. He's also super smart. He's a great you know dude. Too. He, this, is, this is on purpose. This is there's purpose to what he does, man. I believe that. No, David. He's a sweet, sweet guy. Like I really like him as a person. I, I don't know if he still does it. Him. I did his podcast. I think I did his podcast crazy. because he heard me on yours, uh, and he was podcast. like, "Come and please bring a guitar." And you know, he does them now and banks them. I take very. 
serious pride in the fact I'm the first guy to ever do music on this thing. I don't, and I think is Honey Honey the only guy, other people that have really um, done music. Yeah, Gary brought his Gary Clark Jr. brought his guitar, but oh, never I'm a played. Huge anything. fan, dude. I yeah, love that guy. He's the best. He's such a nice guy too, man. Oh that man, I fucking love that dude's music, man. I'm really a big fan of that dude. I'm a big fan of him as a person and as a musician. I, and I went to see uh, Honey Honey played in downtown LA. They had like this midnight show on a Wednesday night. And um, Gary Clark joined him on stage. And Gary Clark Jr. and Honey Honey, god damn, it was good. And I was like, you know, 10 feet away, and there was 100 people in the room. And it was Gary Clark Jr. just jamming with Honey Honey. And it was, he's one of the baddest motherfuckers on the guitar ever. He is, he is right a now. beautiful sound. Like, he's got such a distinct, oh, here it is. Jamie's got it on, I put it on my Instagram. I think I remember this. Like, you hear this, and you know it's him. Is there a bass player, or am I, just not, am I just not seeing him? Or Well, the bass player is the dude in front of us. That's Ben. He's just playing another rhythm guitar. Is he playing, playing another guitar? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's a guitar. It's not a he bass. He didn't pick up a bass? Oh. Well, somebody's putting down some nice low end. He must that's have probably that Gary. EQ'd. Somebody has it EQ'd. It's not, it sounded good. That's all I was making a point of. Yeah, man. God damn, I don't have dude. a bass player. My keyboard player, Brian, who comes through here, he's got the meanest fucking left hand on the keys. Like He plays all his keys with the right, and the bass is left. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And we're a trio now. Like me and my, When I do my band stuff, it's just me and two other guys, drummer and him. That's amazing. And we sound like six guys. It's crazy. Gary Clark's got his own sound. You know what I'm saying? Like, you hear his sound. Like, Stevie Ray Vaughan is a perfect example of that. Like, I hear some Stevie Ray Vaughan, and I'll hear, like, one or two bars, and I'll go, that's Stevie Ray Vaughan. He's got that sound. You know, there's, there's like a certain Billy Gibbons. slide. Yeah. Billy yes, Gibbons. Yes, yes, yes. He came yes. in and played on an on, sure. on, uh, album of mine on a couple of songs, uh, Love, War, and the Ghost of Whitey Ford. And he came in with this little crate amp head which crate is not a fancy company it's like a cheaper back not cheaper i won't call, insult them but like it wasn't like super hot it was like some regular fucking head and this one pedal and the sound i was like how the fuck mm. did you get and it's just something some guys have a magic man some yeah. guys have a magic about the sound me i play acoustic that's what i'm best at i i know how to make that sound good there's i have electric guitars but i can never get my i could have that same fucking guitar as gary clark jr right there and the same equipment and set it the same way and mm. it probably won't sound the same yeah it'll sound in the neighborhood but i'm saying there's something there's some people that just got a inherent magic about feel on yeah. an instrument you know what i mean well, it's that's crazy. what's amazing about someone who can play an instrument like that is that they're, they're making some sound that it syncs up with our brain so well it syncs up with our hearing so well that it just gives you pleasure you know, and by the way, folks, that's with an iPhone microphone 
in camera. I mean, that is a terrible recording device as far as like getting good audio quality. So when you're there, hey, they're live, getting really fucking good. There's more computing power on better. here than there was it when they supposedly Put sent people, people to the moon. the moon. You know what I mean? To the moon, Alice. Supposedly. Do you think they sent people on the moon? You know what? That's one of them things. How do you know the fucking truth? But mm. I'll tell you one fucking thing for sure. The earth is not flat. Fuck you. See, that's where it gets tricky, right? <laughs> How do we know? How do we Dude, know? look at the These moon. These scientists could all so be look in at the moon. Look at the moon. That's brown, but wouldn't be interesting. If uh, so we what were is the it? only one that wasn't, and that was the <laughs> argument. And that was why everybody was trying to, hey, I'm just trying to see both okay, sides. Okay, all right. Just asking questions I'm cool with. I'm cool with the, hey, it makes for fun <laughs> arguments. But the moon landing at is the end my of favorite. The day, next to Bigfoot, moon, moon landing, landing is, is, my is suspect to me. Let me say that. There's a mm. lot of things I see on TV that are suspect. Hey, I saw a movie maybe 15 years ago called Wag the Dog that oh, fucked yeah. everything up for me. Like When I see the news, I, wa- I see Wag the Dog all great day movie. long. That was a great movie. Yeah. And then do you remember when the CIA, um, it came out that the CIA had paid uh, half a million dollars? To make the fucking ISIS videos. Wait, was it, how much, how much was it? Was it half a million dollars? $500,000? Yeah. To make, might have been more than that. Am I, am I like way selling it short? Was it like $500 million? No, I think it was half a million. How much was it? I think it was half a million to make videos. But still, like to make homemade looking videos, it was like half a million dollars. That's a lot of money. I think it was more than that. Maybe it was five million. Five hundred forty million. Half a billion. Yeah. Half oh, a billion. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. What? When I, when I said five hundred thousand, I was like, no, that sounds cheap. Yeah. Half a billion. Half a billion. Yeah. And so what they. <laughs> First go. of all, stop and think about how many X-Men movies you can make for half a billion. I mean, what kind of a shit return on your investment a is it PR making firm. fake Al-Qaeda videos? You know, know what I that right? is? Know what that is right there? What? That's two motherfuckers. The guy who owns that firm is the buddy of somebody else. Yep. That's, the, that's the thing I was talking about earlier where they figure out how to get the fucking money anyways. That's it. That's it. That's, that's the it. kind of shit I'm talking about. Well, that is about as clear as example as you can get where yeah. it's 540 billion. That's as clear billion. as back when, remember, uh, what was it, 20 years ago when they came out the whole thing where like a pentagon was paying like thousand dollars a hammer yeah. and like you know toilet right. seats were like seven grand you know it was like right, anything. I remember that 540 million dollars is a crazy number too that's like wait what the fuck jesus what Five, we that's a lot about? of money man oh uh, war hammers, porn war porn so like i said divine was he's he's he was he's my mentor he's like back in the day before it used to be if somebody was like, if you were the son of somebody, that was like your mentor. Like now it's kind of almost like they treat it like an insult. If I was Divine, I'm the son of Divine Styler in this game. That's how I look at it. I learned style from him, I learned how to rap from him. Oh. He encouraged me to do it at first. And then I went on my own journey. So coming back to do this project with him was fun. It was, this was strictly just in my mind an art project. Like literally, we're gonna give this away. We're gonna we're just gonna make a few CDs and make some fun art to surround it, and you know it'll call it a day. And then it came out amazing. And I'm not selling myself short. The shit is fucking banging hip hop, and it's free. And you can get it at WarPornIndustries.com and click on the mixtape and download it. It's free. Well, I've been enjoying the videos, man. It looks like let's you're play having, a video let's while play we're a here, video. man. We're gonna play a video. It we got three like of them so far. A good time too. It's the, been the most fun I've had in forever. It's the point of like, what, like I said, I was I was stuck in this rut, and then these guys came into my studio and brought it alive again, and I realized it's communal. Yeah, what I do. Even, even 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 when I'm trying to just express my own thought and idea. You got it's communal. You need some people around you 
that are gonna you need i'm sure guys like joey diaz are this for you oh yeah when you have an idea for a routine or a joke joke you'd be like what do you think should i pursue that there's a guy that you'll turn to and he'll be like fuck yeah that's the move well, or fuck no don't do that it's better when there's a lot of you you feed off each Communal. other you have fun and you you also like it's very important to be happy for other people like like seeing other people kick ass should make you feel better like and being around bad motherfuckers we express makes you it better. like this in the studio when the three of us are by the way the, the official name of the group is war porn industries war porn is the first record why war porn what does that mean? Because man? it's fucking. Because exactly. What does it mean? Because man? exactly. Because everything's war porn. Turn on your TV. It's war porn. I'm reading this uh, script. I'm even more confused. This script. No, it's the same thing. We just separated it and made an arc out of it. It's too confusing. Oh, to well, me. good. <laughs> the logo is badass, <laughs> though. Listen, I'm an old man. Tristan Eaton. Let's shout out Tristan Eaton right here. The logo's dope. But that that is just going to reaffirm ideas of devil worship and pornography. Cool. You people are. You're monsters. Cool. You're what's cool. wrong. I, I intend to scare you. About you as mean? dope and manly an image as you can get. There's a skull where the pussy should be. There's thighs staring it's a back death's at you on head the legs. Moth. It's a death's head moth is the overall concept. Right. And there's fishnet stockings involved with guns. That's the spine of the wings. Yeah, Tristan Eaton, he's a fucking badass, dude. Army stuff. It's dope as fuck. Gatling guns. I would wear that. I would consider getting Shamrocks. that tattooed. I'm tattoo that somewhere. Like my I might, it might be my, 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 my back piece. It might be dude, right there. that's a good back piece. That's a strong back piece. No bullshit. But straighten out the words. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Keep it as is. It's your lingo. Imagine going to Japanese people and going, hey, man, your language is fucking too weird. English. Can you use English? Use ours. It's um, better. So we got a few videos. What you got up right now? You got anything close to up? Which one is this one? We got three videos, so one... Let's crank this one. This is, uh, the this first one was called World's End. Do we want to go in chronological yeah, order? I'll go, or? I'll go with that one. We All should, right. if it, it's a piece. Sort of. Here we go. Shout out to John. Uh, I mean, Chad Marshall, Von Poe, shot the videos. Shout out to Grandpa from the Great Beyond. I hope you're looking down, having a good time up there, there in go. heaven with Jesus. This is shot at the, uh, there's, a, there's an abandoned missile silo apparently at the top of DeSoto in the valley. Really? Yeah, yeah. Put the needle on plates and rock vinyl Dusty finger digging the crates and puff rhino Whiskey breath tatted on flesh, the rough rhino War pouring out of your deck, it's all lino We shit on your idol, cross hands, finish your vitals Eliminate all rivals, homie, this is survival Crime wave title, dictate, poem, recital Six psycho, homicidal, losing my title From that downtown apocalypse Rocking this with cartridges Full clip, straight pulling random who the target is Bystander, my standing, the way you're the starving kid Stay hungry that's how the kids, they killing all of this Ominous, not common, is the key to dominance OG, only wait for me, I got some time in this Mirror my society, the beauty and the violence is what I miss And you hear clearly when I'm rhyming this Sick Jack is one of the most slept on, underrated MCs ever Technical weaponry, rhyme style heavenly Learn my pedigree, burn my 
gravity, spit my therapy, smoke my remedy, passive aggressively, choke my enemy, yeah, my reverie, provoke my devilry, bucket list trilogy, war upon industry, terminate, assassinate with extreme bigotry, heavyweight armor plate, subatomic energy, necronomicon, triple hexagon, one level beyond, the devil's word is bomb, murder on a song and a murder in your palm, birth rate, death toll, underwater death roll, Bioengineering, stem cell cloning, relay with the bone in. Warpoint Industries in the building, baby. It's that old man rap. Dude, I like it. God hammer merciless, sonic rock turbulence, armors on gun metal, matte black surfaces, squad with the virtuous charge for the murderous, bars for the dark hearts lost in the urban grip, torn from the flame of the gin, do you knowledge this? Profile of the new world is ominous. Broken equilibrium, Americana promises. War porn risen from the ash of the bottomless and wild. Dystopian, rock from the fallopian. The fire for the entire empire. Draconian, shit is Nickelodeon, anime pandemonium. Quickening of arbitrary death of associates. This is war porn banging that colloquium. Get your door blown off the hinge and go to him. Blow my brains out remotely from the podium. Great cerebellum decorations of the holiest. Seven levels of heaven are ceremonious. Nine levels of hell are for the lowliest. Fabricated, modified, mass hypnosis. Floating hallucinations while I'm sitting in the lotus. Yeah, man, we've had a blast, man. We're going to make many more records. Like, I'm back in the rap game now, dog, for a Dude, minute. Dude, it's cool you know I mean? seeing and hearing you rap it, it's again. Fun. It's exciting. It's fun. Like, I really enjoyed your transition into, like, more acoustic stuff. I'm still doing that, too. But yeah. This is, this is fun. Like, this is unadulterated for me. Like, you were talking about you need cats to push you. Our goal in the studio is like when Sick Jack comes off the mic from saying a verse, I, he wants me to look at him and be like, fuck you. <laughs> so now you compete I got, against yeah, each I other. Gotta go, oh, fuck. Dude, your lyrics are you outstanding. I mean? Your hey, lyrics yo, are sharp. Both those dudes that, that, are, that are on either side of me in this are retarded with it, man. You, if you really sit back and analyze, Devon Styler like speaks in tongues, man. I don't know. That dude's on some super scientific. And Sick Jack is on some street-level hood shit, but the way he puts it together is so crazy. It's almost like we're a representation of like almost like physical, like uh, mental and spiritual. Like mine's more mental. Like you guys are like see no hear evil, hear no almost. evil. Almost, it, no it's evil. a weird combo. You work together, and when we get together, the th- all three of us will tell you it's it's the the energy that we create with each other. Yeah. We don't find it anywhere else. We we we're, we're addicted to this right now. We, that's why I'm telling you, there's going to be way more. We're already working on the next one. So, well, I think that can't be overlooked, man, because I think that there's a you get a lot out of the people that you're around all the time, and I think you're a different person when you're around different people. Absolutely, I'm sure, I'm sure you experience that, right? Absolutely. And I think that being around a bunch of bad motherfuckers on a regular basis, like you are in war porn, like everything is probably like everybody's sharpening, everybody's not, everybody's also aware of the. Full body of work. You're all real hip hop fans, so you're aware of like Nas's best shit. Oh yeah, and Jay Z's best shit. Absolutely. And the bar gets so high and so sharp. The edge gets sharp. Yeah. So like that riff right there. That's 
that's like one of my all time favorites that I've heard in the last couple of years. Thank you, man. That's I, great I honestly shit. feel like, like in, in my opinion, you know, and I come from a certain era. I, I give that to people. You know, there's a new era of kids and I don't shit on them or hate them. They have this whole thing hating on these kids calling it mumble rap. And I don't I don't really got a problem with it. You know, what I mean, I, I, my only problem is like, hey, there's certain cats that are kind of disrespecting the past. And it's like, hey, be you. Be new. Be different. That's cool. Be what you want to be. But don't fucking shit on cats like Biggie. And I'm not even going to call out names and all this. Right. But anybody who's listening to me and, and, and is really hip to the game knows there's these youngsters that are kind of almost trying to, they're almost trying to make noise by disrespecting. And it's like, listen, the path that was walked before you is the only reason you could fucking wear that fucking cheesy fucking shit jewelry you get and fucking act so ignorant. You know what I mean? And go to the Met Ball and Gala and all this when you ain't nobody. And next year, you're not going to be anybody at the Met, ba- Met Gala. Gala. You know what I mean? You're just this year's fucking like no- novelty. I don't, know, I don't know your business that yeah, much, but I no, understand I'm just what talking you're about the, the music game in general. Right. They the music still game they shit on the is, older is, dudes is, have been around. There's a lot of youngsters that are like, don't know the history. And I don't say you need to know Biggie's every album, but don't fucking come out and shit oh, on you Biggie. Can't, you can't shit don't on come out Biggie. and shit on Pac. But if don't come did, out and act like they didn't exist or you don't know anything about them. That's unfortunate. You know what I mean? And when, and the, and they're few and far between, but they've made big headlines. And that's why this there seems to be this disrespectful hate for the young right i don't got that because listen i always said like i just don't ever want to sound like that old fucking bitter dude right i'll tell you i don't like that i'm not a fan of that song or that guy but get, go do with you i might be old maybe i don't get what you're doing you know, you know I mean? I, I, as i've gotten older i give less of a fuck about what other people enjoy and when i was younger i had to for some reason i felt like i had to argue what i enjoy versus what you enjoy and that doesn't make any sense to me anymore. It's like we're all so fucking different. The idea, like you meet people and personalities vary so much. The In idea other that words, we're all going to like the same let me, shit. Let me crazy. qualify what I was just talking about, actually, because really what I was talking about wasn't young people. If you want to be, if I want to be perfectly clear, what, what, I, what I was talking about was people my age that I hear throwing a lot of hate and a lot of just like, like just like, oh, that ain't rap or that ain't hip hop or ain't, maybe not to you, but you really just sound old and bitter. You know what I mean? Let them kids get theirs. You know what I mean? I made the record I wanted to make. I didn't try to make a record that Designer or Future or any of these cats that are doing it now would make because mm. that would look stupid. I would look like a thirsty idiot right. because that's not what I do. That is what they do. To So to shit on it is shitting on them. And I don't know them. I don't know anything. And honestly, I've heard Future records and I've heard Designer records and they're not the worst things I've ever heard. I'm just not a fan. I just don't. That's not my thing. It's not garbage, and I don't like when I hear people just calling shit out for garbage that isn't garbage. If it's garbage, call it garbage, like Mr. Brainwash or something like that. That's garbage. You know what I mean? You don't even know who I'm talking I do about. Know you're talk- I don't know any of these people, but I do know what you're talking about. You know, here's the beautiful thing. I had thing. to throw shade. That, was, that, was, that, was, that wasn't even cool, but I no, meant it's, it. No, it's not at all. I, don't, I will tell you. Nothing, I don't know what the fuck's going on in the rap world, but what I do know it is wasn't rap. I'm not, I wasn't even talking about rap. He knows. He knows. He's laughing. Tell me what you're talking about. He's an Thanks artist. He's a painter, shot. like fake fucking street artist yeah. who like stole everything he ever did Who's from that? anybody. Did you see the Banks, the Banksy movie? Oh, Banksy. Yeah, the, the guy movie, yeah. that fucking like faked it till he made it. Like that's oh. that's who I'm talking about. Okay. He's garbage, dude. Like I that's understand. garbage. I understand. That's garbage. You have I the mean, right to be offended. Is there somebody in? All right. You know what? For you, it's the equivalent of like Carlos Mencia. Yeah. That's Mr. Brainwash. Okay. Okay. Exact. That's a perfectly legitimate correlation. Is that the right mm-hmm. word? Correlation. Yeah. Correlation. Correlation. Yeah. Thank you. I said correlation. I know what you're saying. 
I know, I know what you're saying. I'm talking, how many, I'm two glasses deep into... Um, Whiskey. Jack Daniels single barrel rye. The real shit. You owe me a case now, Jack Daniels. America, uh, Lynchburg, yeah. Tennessee. Send that shit right <laughs> to the crib, all right? <laughs> this is where we got this. Being y'all can't drink it there. Us. I see the commercial. Y'all can't drink it there. Send an extra case this way to the Joe Rogan experience. Isn't it amazing that we're like interested in stuff that like sits in barrels that have been fire brewed? Like they, they take fire, they burn the inside of the barrels, right? Isn't that like part of the process of making this stuff? A lot of the new shit too is the darker versions is like some people will use the, um, actually get the, the whiskey that's soaked into the wood and somehow get that out. And that's yeah. where you get these dark versions of like, um, what Jameson cask mates and, uh, other stuff like that, and then I'm there's a gonna... new there's a new uh, movement. Or I don't know how new it is. I'm talking out of my ass a little bit because I've had a few, but the, where they like buy old ale like Guinness or like beer ones, and then put whiskey in those. Really? And like yeah, yeah, there's like con- like where they kind of cross. Jesus, they're crazy. These kids do yeah, they? Cr- I you? just love the fact that that's how you make this. Like I'm not I'm not selling this, but I, like when you talk about like like a whiskey. Look, I'm a JMO guy, but they, this they is taste, nice. This taste, is nice. Look, it's it's an acquired experience. Sick like, Jack is a gentleman good. Jack guy. He loves the gentleman Jack, so I'm I'm I'm, it's an, I, I'm, I'm hip. Kool Aid tastes good. This is an exotic mouth experience. Okay, it's like a, there's something going on. Have you gone to a tasting like a Scotch tasting or something like that? No, because like I'm a grown man who has other things to do. Go to a Scotch <laughs> tasting. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it all tastes like fucking turpentine. <laughs> like some of it tastes okay. It's not Kool Aid, right? Nah. It's not Gatorade. I only like a couple. There's a lot of them I don't like. I don't like to admit it, but I like a cold Coke One. Not you know, Coke one of those there. Coke Zero. Is that what it is? <laughs> I call it Coke One. Coke I know one. it's. I but sometimes that is what I want. That tastes good. If that could get you drunk. Oh, here's a funny story. So my wife gives me a present the other day, and it's like this keychain with this elongated like metal tube-looking thing on it. And I open it up, and it's just empty. And she's like, oh, I just thought, you know, if you smoked a joint, you could put it in there, and it wouldn't stink up your car. And it was a smart idea, Aww. trust me. But I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, babe, um, I think this is a Coke vial, actually. I think that's really the intention for this. <laughs> she was like, you know what? It's funny, because there were smaller ones, too. And I thought, that's really small. I wonder what that could be for. Now it totally makes sense. So I got this bullet-looking thing. I put joints in it, but it's like, it's a Coke vial, dude. You imagine what would have happened if they made Coke legal, like a long time ago. Like how how much would how much would culture change if Coke was like beer? If you could just, I mean, you could drink yourself to death. We all know someone who's drank themselves to death. I but, think our obesity problem would probably be. It <laughs> <laughs> should be kicked. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably be the weight I wanted to be. You know, Let's I might run. be closer to the weight I really truly want to be. <laughs> I have a theory, and my theory is that much like how you take sugar out of things and then just have like processed sugar and you eat it, it's terrible for your body because it doesn't have all the natural fibers. It's very dangerous. Like you're, you're, you're like you get fat. It's not dangerous. I'm not saying it's like nuclear power. 
But I, my theory is that I bet those coca leaves are exactly the same way. I bet if you just chew those coca leaves like those people do up in the mountains, I think it's great for you. I think it's just like eating fruit is really good for you right now. Like if you have a, a bowl of fresh blueberries, that's not just because it has some sugar in it. That's really good for you. Rich in yeah. antioxidants, rich in vitamins, strawberries, delicious, good for you, not bad for you, good for you. But like spoons of sugar, inarguably not good for you, right? I mean, not the worst it's thing. Process, you're, you'll though. figure it out. What you're talking right. about right there is something processed versus something that's natural. Yeah, it's exactly the same thing. You know, I would actually, if I, with all my heart issues, I got a heart valve. If you sat two plates on and a plate of Coke and you said you had to do one of these and here's some Coca leaves, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I'll chew those Coca leaves yeah, all I day. Wanna, I want to experience it's that, probably, man. You know, I want to know what that's like because they Things they I've read it. about are like pets that work in those, because that's mountainous area. Yeah. They like chew on them all day and work and do shit. It's like, it's like coffee to them in a yeah. weird way. You know, maybe a little, you know. It, I don't think it's stronger than coffee, man. I don't think it is. I think from everybody that describes it, they describe it as like just a mild stimulant, and it makes you feel good. And it also has like, what do they call flavonoids? Because you're also chewing on it. It's yeah. getting your saliva. Mm-hmm. It's dissolving. You're processing it through a digestive system instead of just banging it straight to your brain in a right. power powder form. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's prob. I mean, obviously, I'm speaking way out of line here. I don't know and how many coca leaves. Science. Does it take to make a line? That's, That's another question. thing you don't know. Like that line might be four hundred coca leaves. Right. Like how many strawberries does it take to make like a tablespoon of sugar? Exactly. That's a good. That's a good analogy. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> this whiskey's really <laughs> this is nice. Good shit. I'm feeling good. God damn, this California marijuana is also very effective. Yeah, I can't complain, man. I can't complain. But there's oh, a, there's another thing right playing. there. We sparked there's, up again. There's there's so, the whole thing right there of of this whole new. Hey, I've smoked my share, fair share of some dabs and whatnot here. But like now we're talking about let's if we're gonna keep it 100 percent honest. We've always kind of sat around, smoked joints, and be like, yeah, we don't really do drugs. You know what dabs are, If you man? do dabs, you do drugs. That's a drug. That's weed being processed into an actual right. more potent, more compact form Form to smoke. It's, it's drugs. It's the meth of weed. Dabs are like face right? tattoos. They're like, you went too far, fucker. Just slow down. Settle down. <laughs> Okay, don't don't turn your hey, nose I into a pool I nose. I've had my fair share of dabs, and I would partake under the right circumstances. <laughs> Boom, bap! I'll have a little dab. Mm. But what I'm saying is like it's too much. I'm not interested. Uh, good I'm for over you. Here. I'm okay. I'm You're fine. smoking pens though. <laughs> You're smoking pens though. It's well, dabs. I actually don't smoke uh, too many different ones, but I have some that are okay. organic it's that still I really dabs. like. It's still a dab. No, it's oil. It's, it's oil. Same fucking it's difference, oil. man. Same. You guys are smoking wax. And you got to smoke difference. with people who are interested in soldering irons and fucking vacuums. Not really. I'm, I'm more into, I'm, I'm, I'm personally a little bit more into what they call the solvent list, like ice hash and shit like that, oh, like yeah. a little bit different. I mean, BHO scares me a little bit sometimes. But I won't there's lie. there's a, a trigger that hits me when someone says, you want to do dabs? Like, oh, no, 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 no. Because you're one of those people that does dabs. Like, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not doing that. No, 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 no. You're the dude who calls in sick to the country club because you're too fucking high to drive. All right? No. No. We're not doing dabs together, man. Get your shit together. You, you don't have to get that high. Don't come and by the studio then, Joe, because you're doing a dab now if Listen, you come by my studio. It's like, I'm going to make you do at least one dab. Do you want to drink to- glasses of wine? Or do you want to drink glasses of whiskey? Well, you can drink glasses of wine and enjoy it. If you drink glasses of whiskey, you'll be fucking dead. Okay? 
That's like dabs. You went too far into the dark land, son. You you're met wrong. the shire. You're wrong. You know how much weed you smoke? The orcs. You're you're wrong about that. <laughs> Some people, you're right about it. You're right about it. Like the average Joe cat, like that doesn't know much. What if you doing a dab is right? You know how much weed you smoke? I don't get that fucked up from a dab because you know why? I've smoked a lot of weed for twenty fucking years. Interesting. You know what I mean? But what it will do if you smoke? What I don't want to do about that shit, from what I understand, is why I don't do a ton of it. Is because it'll you'll stop getting high from actual weed if you do too much of that shit. Maybe that'd be good. Maybe that's what's the best way to be is get high so often that you can be high and not even feel like you're high. Like maybe that's the best place to be. No, if I you smoke could weed just... to get high, though, I want to know that I'm high. <laughs> it's my. No, it's no, like, no, no, no. It's like um, letting go. I don't want to like get well. Now I, you're talking about being a junkie. This <laughs> like, is what I'm you're talking, talking about, about man. smoking some weed Relax, to not bro. know you're high, but be high. That's called getting well. It's you're just sick. A plant, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a plant, man. Back uh, off, man. Hey, dude. If I don't, uh, if uh, I don't get a Colorado buzz when I smoke, taxes, man. There's no point to me smoking if I'm not getting a buzz to my. I'm saying, man, I'm, what I'm saying is achieve a perpetual vibration of, uh, let's call it elevation. Let's could not call it being high. Per, to achieve a perpetual state where it's so common and normal that you don't even feel like you're high. How do we live? Isn't that how we live? <sighs> Pretty close. Pretty fucking Pretty close, close I take days off, though. Do you take days yeah, off? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Honestly, more than I, like, since in the last seven years. Way more than I used to because of my kids. Uh, I want to like, give but a- before my kids, I was perpetually high. Like I was high from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to sleep, and I don't even look at that as a bad thing or like I, I like smoked thing. weed. Yeah, I was perpetually high. I know a lot of people that are very productive and very smart who also do that now, and they enjoy it more. The wife and I, at the end of a long day, will go out in the backyard, and because we don't smoke anywhere near the kids because of cystic fibrosis and all that, but like we will. Just, like that, and you know what? Fuck anybody that doesn't like it. I know well, parents now. that are alcoholics and shit. You know what I mean? It's we, legal now. We it's decompress no from a day of doing fucking nebulizer treatments and fucking IV and, and yeah. shit. Yo, it works for us, and it's cool. But and if I wasn't getting, if I was smoking only to get even, I wouldn't even do it anymore. Like if I didn't no. get a buzz, you know what I mean? It's, it's a happy thing. I'm for not me. saying get even. I'm saying stay elevated. Stay, but stay con- high. but know you're elevated the entire well, time. Well, you know, just like you know you're breathing oxygen, but do you pay attention to it on a regular basis? Well, then or just they, accept nah, the fact see, that I like it's the happening. Knowing. I like the knowing. <laughs> I like the conscious, actual. Like, oh, I'm in a relieved state of pain right now. Listen, you're right. I'm I'm just I'm essentially arguing maybe for something. I, hey, and I'm, I'm not looking for cookies, argued, man. Argued I'm not against. looking for cookies or anything. But maybe it's because I live in a slightly elevated level of stress than the average person I, I want to know the difference I want to feel that cushion it's like the pillow on the bed for me right. I want to feel the pillow right. I don't want to just accept it's there I don't want to go Buddhist like that and wash the dishes just to wash the dishes right. I want to get high to get the fuck out of here for fucking five minutes you know what I find that's one of the most beneficial things about being high is that I'm only thinking about a few things but I'm thinking about them very intensely simply and very intently yes. instead of thinking about a whole host of things peripherally where it's almost like there's too much data coming in from all these other things that I don't really care about or need. Look, you care about all sorts of things in your life that you're not going to deal with right now. And to, to harbor even a chunk of that in your consciousness, is it robs the rest of your resources for thinking about other things. And that's one of the most apparent things about pot to me. Because like when I, here's a perfect example. When I smoke pot and then I play pool, I am 20% better. Like a legitimate 20% better 
And I really think that it's because I'm not thinking about, oh, I got to do this. And then I got to call that guy. And then this guy, I got to respond to this dude's text. I got to respond to that person's email. When I get high, I just see balls. I see balls and green cloth and Let me take that one step further is you're also not even thinking about, I got to beat this fucking guy. You're thinking about, oh, I no, want to make the true. shot. I'm a douchebag. No, no, but you want to make the time. shot. <laughs> it's more about the shot, though. Like, I want to make yes. the shot. I want to fucking win this game because I want to make the shot. I want to do yes. I see the angle. Oh. There's a zen to it, for yes. sure. There's a thing that happens with pool that happens the same way in archery. And then in, in archery, like, when you hit a target... There's an, it, it's so foolish. Like, of course, it's just a uh, hay bale with a target on it, with a little paper target that has a yellow center, and you hit the yellow center. Whoop-de-doo, nothing changed in the world. I understand that, like, rationally, as a My a dick would probably get hard if I did that, though. I'd be like, ah! You could do it. But the thing about doing that is that I don't know why, but when <laughs> you do something correctly, when it all flows in harmony... Just like with pool, it's the same thing. When you have a long shot and it goes in, if you've ever been at a bar when you watch people play pool and some dude makes, or some woman, makes the craziest shot ever for the win and everybody goes crazy, oh shit, because we know how hard it is to do and there's something poetic and beautiful about watching it happen. It's the, that you just described why golf makes any sense at all. Mm. I live on a golf course, basically. I like to hit the balls and fucking I suck. But... What keeps you coming back is you'll play that 18 whole day and one time you feel it. you'll hit the shot that you meant to hit the way you meant to hit it yeah. and it went where you meant to go mm. and you're like, I can do that again. I know I can. That's why I don't and play you're golf. Chasing it. It's like crack. You're chasing that first fucking high forever. I'm not disrespecting anybody who plays golf because I know I would get addicted, but I don't play golf because I know I'd get addicted. Because you would. No, yeah. your, your whole person, it would because you'd hit that one shot the first day and you'd be like, oh shit. It's the same reason I don't do coke. Yeah. It's the same reason I've never done coke. The exact same reason. Uh, my friend in high school, Jimmy Lawless, good buddy of mine to this day, when we were back in high school, we went to a party, and uh, the people were doing coke, and he goes, Joe, don't do it. You'd fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Dewey Cox. The movie was like, you don't want this. And I was like, okay, Jim, I trust you, buddy. I go, I'm fucking done here. I'm done with this. And I've, told, I've said this before, but this is a real thing that happened. We were, it was on a two-lane road. And we were driving beside this car that had the dome light on. And I looked over, and there was this chick, and I never forget her arms. She had these big arms. Like, she had, like, almost like, 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 she had a sleeveless shirt with, like, thick arms. Like, the, it was the kind of girl that would punch you in the face, okay? And she was doing coke in the back seat. And she looked over at me with the dome light on, and she just goes, fuck you. She just says it to me like I'm just looking at her. I'm just looking at her. You're doing coke. You're on the you're on a two lane road. There's only two cars in the road. I'm watching you do coke. I'm seven feet away from you doing coke. You're saying fuck you. Like whoa, fuck coke. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, we but used to call it. Leaves. I had a few experiences with coke in my life, but here here's the breakdown of coke and, and why it's evil. We used to call it amongst a few people that I actually trusted enough to partake of it in my life we called it the sneaky pouch sneaky pouch. because what would happen is like you'd get some coke right and it'd be like in a fold you know like a paper fold everybody would put in for some coke and every you'd go somewhere and every once in a while you know you'd be like hey let me get the pouch i'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick and whatever right. right when you went to that bathroom the nature of coke you would take a little piece of that off of yourself and put it in your own little dollar bill that's your sneaky pouch. 
Sneaky pouch. The sneaky pouch. But what it says about, and everybody did it. The whole crew, like, nobody made cop to it. Nobody fucking acknowledged it. But it's like, we all know we took a little piece for ourselves. You know what I mean? Off of the coke pile and whatever, whatever. Sneaky pouch. It's, 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 it's. It's a deceitful. Are you writing this down? No, I have to, I have to <laughs> write feel free, down. dude. Uh, um, so it's like kind of just describes the nature of what that what mind state that puts you in. It's like, well, fuck everybody else. If this goes, if everybody sniffs, who's sniffing? You know, it's just like that's what that drug creates, and that's why you know the. I think three times in my life I've done it. Well, any drug that radically changes your brain chemistry, whether it's whiskey or whether it's Coke or, you know, honestly, even pot, especially pertaining to edibles, we should watch very carefully what happens when people take it. You know, and I think that's one of the things that I've been guilty of, and I know a lot of other people have been guilty of it, too, just to totally come clean. I defend pot so much that I never look at the potential negative consequences of people doing pot if they're too young, because I didn't do it when I was young. I mean, I did a few times, maybe like. A handful of times before I was 30 and then when I was 30 I met Eddie Bravo and we started getting blazed all the time and it just really changed the entire I the way first I looked time at pot I smoked pot was 14 I well I definitely smoked it younger than that I smoked it when I was eight I, my stepdad gave me some when I was eight <laughs> just a puff because I was curious I was like what 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 happens when you do it he goes do you want to try it I said how much should I breathe in he goes don't breathe in a lot just breathe in a little bit this is Obviously, like sketchy memory. I did right. it once when I was eight, right. and then the next time I did, it, I was probably like fourteen, no. and then I did it probably maybe again when I, I was did seventeen. It about fourteen, when we cut school, and some of the kids, a couple of kids that were the cool guys that I, you know, kind of took a liking to me, and I was like, cool, the cool kids like me. I'm gonna go <laughs> hang out with these dudes. And they smoke weed, and I remember I hit it, and very, and they would tell me like, Is, "Have you ever smoked weed?" No, I never smoked weed. There, nothing might happen to you the first time, but I remember it vividly. Hitting this joint with these dudes and literally spending probably an hour and 30 minutes laughing my balls off at nothing. And I thought it was the greatest thing ever. And from then on, I like I quit baseball. I oh, no. I quit Pop Warner football. No. I became an artist. Well, <laughs> I started I drawing moment. and painting on walls. I was like, I was a different person. That changed my life. Weed is another thing that's probably semi-responsible for my path. I had a very important moment when I was 16. Like, I had only smoked weed a handful of times before I was 30 years old. Like, less than 12. Like, legitimately. And uh, one time when I was 16, it was me and my girlfriend and my best friend. We went over her house, and uh, I had stole some weed from my stepdad. And we would rolled up a joint. And we got so high, we were teleporting. We would like find ourselves in the kitchen, astroplaning type. We'd shit. all be staring at each other on the couch, and then all of a sudden we'd be in the backyard. We were barbecued. We were we we're fucking sixteen. I think my girlfriend at the time was fifteen, and Josh was my age. He was he was sixteen, and we were just time traveling all over the fucking building. It was we were way too high. That's how I described the, fir- the the first and only time I ever smoked dust. Oh Jesus! You did that? Well, I hung out with like when I was one of the neighborhoods I moved into. <laughs> Do you? This, is there a fucking gateway drug to dust? And tell me <laughs> yes, what it it's is. called Cholos. <laughs> so did they go Cholos. right? Did they go right uh, from Diet Pepsi to dust? I don't know. Like, how but do they... here's 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 my story. Is I moved onto this street called Independence Avenue in in the Valley. It's like West Valley, kind of DeSoto Sherman Way ish. And it was heavily Latino neighborhood. And, like, we moved in. And it was cool. I mean, like, I lived there. I came friends with a lot of people. But, like, 
um, I went from like the end of elementary school into junior high right in that era. So like once we hit the junior high, it's like a lot of the, the Mexican kids I was hanging around with started hanging out with the little bit older Mexican kids. And a lot of them were dealing in like kind of gang life over there. Um, uh, it's just part of the way they get down. And, and so, and a lot of them like to fucking do dips, which is like a fucking Sherm cigarette dipped in a motherfucking angel dust. Angel dust. Sounds so, like a good, healthy choice. Dude, it's how, it's how I wound up with this. This little tattoo right here. First tattoo I ever had in my life. This little three dots. Normally, it's supposed to be up here, but I wasn't in the gang. Oh, and so it's like for some reason, they I was so fucked up. This is what wound up. I mean, this is, represents what they call me, mi vida loca. It's like little three dots here. Wow. But it's like that happened because I smoked dust. Because <laughs> these dudes passed me the sherm. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was like this, bang. And the, literally the way you just described that time traveling, it was like I felt like if I thought of something to do, by the time I was finished with the thought of thinking to do it, I had already done it. I'm going to call my mom. Goodbye, mom. You know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Like, it was like fucking nuts. I fucking never experienced anything like that. Oh I was terrified. God. I was terrified. <laughs> terrified. I didn't know what the fuck's going on. You know, it was almost like, you know what? I mean, it gave me a lot of feelings is if you remember the first Friday movie when uh, Chris Tucker reflects on like somebody snuck him a little piece of dust and he fucking lost. It's a, I didn't lose my mind naked all that shit, but I feel like. I was the butt of a joke that night. Like, like somebody gave me some dust and was like, let's watch fucking the white boy fucking trip on dust all night. Jesus you know what Christ. I mean? But <laughs> it made for a good story on Joe Rogan. So now, I'm, you know, we're even. I had an ex-boxing coach uh, who had his finger bitten off when he was on dust. <laughs> and he had his toe removed. And uh, his second toe replaced his index finger. And he made it curled. So that he could keep throwing right hooks, because he did. So when you'd shake his hand, you'd shake his hand. You'd get like that's a, a, a toe. Weird, you'd this get is a, toe this right is a toe. here. Yeah, you get a toe bone. So when you shake his hand, you get a little of this. And he's a big old Irish gorilla. You don't want to say shit because you'll beat the fucking. <laughs> and the dude has a toe where his oh, index dude, fingers could be. That should be written into a movie. That, oh, he's that, a savage. That's got to be like you know what I mean. That's like something out of Snatch. I knew a lot of savages when I uh, worked in Boston. When I worked in South Boston, I worked at this place called the Boston Athletic Club. That's it's still in South creeping Boston. me out a little bit. You know that, that you did that to my palm. That's still, I hear you, man. <laughs> I'm still creeped out. Yeah. Dude, I worked at the Boston Athletic Club, and uh, then I worked at um, Nautilus Plus in Revere. I met a lot. <laughs> Revere, Massachusetts is like, well, what's that place in Brooklyn that's like all guineas? And it's, uh, what is it? Bensonhurst. Bensonhurst. Right, yeah. Okay. That was like the Bensonhurst of Boston. It was like Revere. And I uh, I worked in a gym there. So I was around a lot of crazy people. I was around a lot of people that... I was around a few people that I, that got like indicted for murder. Like this one dude, he didn't get indicted, he got arrested. I don't know if they ever even tried him. Anyway. Long story short, well, don't that's do where you're dust. leaving. That I don't even. I, I mean, I don't. Think, I don't know how much I can talk about this guy's life. Oh, we, uh, right, without we don't want to cross any lines. All right, he was a nice guy, but I think he might have fucked a few people up. Well, there's nothing weirder <laughs> to me. I'm not even weirder. I don't know if that's the right word, but strange and uncomfortable as being around. And I'm not talking about like ex-Marines or guys who've been in the war or anything like that. I'm talking about but like a civilian person, and I've been around quite a few of these kind of people, 
whether it be biker gang guys or whatever, to, that you know. Yeah. You know. You know. Have fucking killed people. You know. You know that. You yeah. know what I mean? And you're not feeling threatened by them. You don't think they're going to kill you. But, like, you know. it's There's a, you know. I used to train a guy who's in Whitey Bulger's gang. And he was you, like, you know, he was like, I don't know if he was a hitman, but that was like the rumor. The he rumor saw was one it. at least. But he asked Probably. me while I was teaching him, he asked me if I was going to kill someone, what's, what's the best place to hit him? And we sat around talking about it. We, me and him were talking about it. this is when I was a black belt and he was a white belt. So it was a, it was like a valid conversation for him to be having with a 20 year old kid. And I was like the neck I got, I would, I would hit someone in the neck. Like, your neck's very vulnerable, and people get knocked out very easily if they get hit in the neck, sometimes even more so than the head. And he was like, yeah. And we looked at each other. I'm like, okay, this is what I want you to work on right now. We're going to work. <laughs> I was like, That's funny, shit. because I had a cousin <laughs> when I was young, like before, like, any of the house, like probably 1918, I uh, was in California visiting, and, and he was a correctional officer Ooh. in upstate New York. And he said the thing they were taught first is because all they walk around. There's only like maybe thirty guards at a time on right. duty, and what six hundred to a thousand prisoners, right. you know, depending on what, what the circumstances are. And all they have is a big metal key ring, and they're taught the first thing you fucking do is punch a dude right in his fucking throat. Yeah, if you feel like you're any kind of thing, that's the, and, it, and he told me that like that he was like if I was going to give you any advice and you felt like you were fucking, it's like the first thing you should do. And I. And he explained it well enough that I knew, as even as a young man, like you're playing with a person's life, punching them in the fucking Adam's apple or mm. something. You know what I mean? You with could a, kill them with like one of those full. Things. Like he was like, well, with that, even just with your fist, if you hit them right, you would be amazed. You'd yeah. be amazed at how much damage people could take. Actually, I'd rather get punched in the Adam's apple than I would get kicked in the side of my head, like around here, because this is what shuts you off. It seems like. Again, many things can shut you off, just with the caveat. Like, you can get shut off with a kick, even almost like to the top of your chest. It snaps your head back so much you can get shut off. But there's something about neck kicks. Like, boom! Dudes just go. They just crumple. They do. And sometimes they crumple from chin shots. But I think it's the same thing. I think what the chin shot is doing is somehow or another pinching the garden hose that is the spine and shutting the system well, off. It's also, if I'm not mistaken, your, you know, your brain sits in that little bit of fluid. Uh -huh. and, and if, so, if your skull moves yep. fast enough, the brain doesn't yep. move as fast and it touches the once sure. if the brain touches the skull, that's lights out. That, that absolutely too. Also, I think the same principle, like... Rear naked chokes and um, head kick knockouts are not the same in that a rear naked choke is way safer. Like, if you get choked unconscious, you're going to be fine. If you get head kicked unconscious, ooh, you got to take some time off. Like, yeah. you could just got fucked up. But the mechanism behind them is kind of similar in that it's cutting off the circuitry. Not, like, specifically, because the choke is, like, stopping the blood, but the head kick is just jolting the... It's like rebooting your computer. The head kick, I would imagine, I've never experienced it, nor can I throw one that high. Uh, but I would imagine why it might be worse is because, like, all right, you get punched, and it's the motion of the head almost, and the brain not moving that is causing the knockout. If you get kicked like this, it's a shin, it's everything. Your head doesn't mm -hmm. even get to move, so the brain is actually just getting slammed against the other side yeah. of the fucking skull. I've made this point really recently, and even yesterday. I think people should have no gloves on when they fight. 
I think fighting with gloves is like makes it easier to punch people, which is more un- more unrealistic. And getting kicked in the head is way worse than getting punched in the head. It's and we the allow same that. argument for Olympic headgear. That's why it's going away. That's, they think it causes more problems yeah. than it's actually worth at this point. I also think it's unrealistic in terms of like the limitations of your body. Like there's limitations of your body with punching people, and that's that your wrists bend. Like anybody's ever punched someone or Would something. Would you condone tape? Or just no. raw? No, raw. Then I, that's, yeah, raw, I hear you. Raw, raw all Because around. taped is really what the problem is. When you tape this wrist like, yeah. so well that I can't really fuck it up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it with abandon. Well, also, it's or like... with no abandon, you, right? If you, can, if you can tape... Here's with what no I abandon. Think. With no abandon. I don't think there's anything wrong with two people agreeing with uh, like a rule set. Like, they agree, okay, we're going to wear gloves and we're going to wear gi pants. Like, things along those lines. But, like... If you can wear gloves, gloves for a striker are the equivalent of gi pants for a really good jiu-jitsu guard player. Like if a guy like Eddie Bravo is allowed to wear gi pants and he gets you wrapped up, if you're like some regular dude, you're going to sleep. You're going to get fucked up. You know, unless you're like some high, even like Hoyler Gracie fucks up when he's wearing the gi pants because he knows that those gi pants provide insane amounts of friction and traction and can clamp a hold of you and he can do some shit to you that you're just going to be super uncomfortable with. In a way, that's as much of an advantage for him to be able to wear the gi pants as it would be for a striker to wear the gloves. But only a striker gets to wear the gloves. Like, the grapplers have to wear shorts. Like, it's really kind of interesting because having your, your knuckles taped up and having your knuckles padded up is a real advantage for someone who knows how to hit things because you can you can be like much more uh, relaxed and liberal with your use of punches. You don't have to worry about hitting bones. But you would never allow that the other way, like giving like giving the option of a striker to wear hand pads and then a grappler to wear gi pants. It's really it's like we we have a very accepted idea of what's civilized. One of the things is you cover your knuckles. It's kind of stupid because you don't have to cover your elbows. People are smashing and slashing people up with their elbows. My case against it is that it's not logical. It's just historical. We're just we're just going by a tradition and it's not a logical tradition. Right. Still, Queens of Mar- Marksbury kind of. It is kind of, but it's because th- these are these are limitations that we inherited from a single discipline sport. It's also like boxing. if you think back, back not not that long ago, a seventy-five round fight isn't wasn't unheard of. Yeah, they didn't have no CTE. There was no Will Smith movie. There was no no one knew what the fuck was going on. There was no real sports with Brian Cumble. <laughs> Nobody had any idea that getting the hit in the head for that long would be that bad for you. Crazy. Yeah, it's it's kind of fascinating when you think about it. But I really do think that the gloves. Are, I think we're doing a huge disservice to the art of fighting because I think we have unrealistic expectations based on the idea that you could just punch someone with padded knuckles. I think if we didn't have padded knuckles, we'd be much more clever in how we use our hands because you might break your hand in any shot and it would be easier to choke people, so jujitsu would be more effective. Two of those things are way better for the athletes and way better for the the honest interpretation of what fighting is. Right. The problem is no one's going to agree to that because people are going from home they're going to look at it and go, "Oh, this is barbaric. This is horrible. They don't even have gloves on. They're bare knuckle." Or the first time a guy catches a tooth in his fist and his and his shit splits open, they're going to be, "Oh, you catch yeah. it in your elbow. What's yeah, the difference exactly. between your fist exactly. and your chin?" Or, or, or you're uh, preaching to the choir yeah. with me, but What's the difference between uh, you catching one in your knuckle or catching one on the end of your foot when you kick someone's face sideways? You can wheel kick them in the head with your heel, but you can't punch them with bare knuckles. It's stupid. 
It's a dumb rule. It's the it's whole a, uh, six to twelve thing. That's too. stupid too. It doesn't work. But I'll leave that. I'll leave that and take no gloves any day. I really think there should be no gloves. I think even for strikers. I think yeah, man. You pad some dudes up. You you fucking give a dude like Tyrone. What about Spong gloves? Just like protecting your Dwayne knuckles Ludwig. and skin, but no taping. What if that? Would, would you? Would, Why I mean, protect your knuckles and skin? Why? What are we looking at? We're looking. The, why? How come we're you don't do that with elbows? Uh, for, how let come me you throw, don't do that with be knees? devil's advocate on that. Okay. I mean, uh, 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 we're looking at exchange of bodily fluids. If I punch you in the teeth, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, silly! You're getting that from everything. <laughs> You're getting that from arms when you choke people. You people get like, people get bitten <laughs> when they've been choked. When you choke like a Rick, like you watch Damian Maya versus Rick story, and he's going like right over his face, and you don't think he's getting a little bit of bite. You get bites in your arms. You don't even they're not even trying to bite you. They're trying to breathe and you're crushing okay, your but arm. Okay, rarely do teeth. you see his arm come away bleeding or something. I'm saying oh, like we're, there's the rare occasion of like though but not, but uh, far less rare would be if there was no gloves and you're punching a guy in the mouth okay, you're going to catch them teeth. You, there's going to be a lot more cutting of the hands too. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I want It's hear a good me. devil's advocate. Here's yeah. a solution. Double mouth guard. You enforce the rule of a double mouth guard, which means that there's a space the in the outer middle version too like an old school, yeah, like the goes football lo- shit. No, 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 oh. no. It goes lower teeth and upper teeth. And then you have a space in the middle. Bernard Hopkins always used to fight with one of those. And it covers your lower teeth and your upper teeth. And there's a space in the middle. And you breathe through that. And you breathe through your nose. And you get used to doing that. And the lower mouth guard, the problem with having only an upper mouth guard is most people do that. But only an upper mouth guard will work for the most part. But there is, if you're bare knuckle, there's, there's a real argument for using an upper and a lower because you're dealing with Some a different people situation. people have Joe. Well, even then, you would just have it fitted to your face. I'm just devil advocate. I understand you what you're saying. But what I'm saying is that Shout would out be to Bernard, be- though. Bernard Hopkins, my favorite yes. fighter of all time, personally. I know him, whatever. My favorite. He's my favorite. The you f- want to know why? I'll, I'll tell you why Please he's my favorite. I'll tell you why he's my favorite. First of all, I saw his last fight. I was there in the forum, and it was it was a bummer to me. And I, I, you're better than that, and I'm, your fucking career will be forever. Because here's when I knew Bernard Hopkins was the fucking man. All right. He was I be real. I, I've always been surrounded by Latin guys. All right. That's just all the dudes I know are Mexican, Cuban, these kind of guys. You know, be real is one of my best friends on earth. Um, Sick jacket. That's another. You know, these are all Latin dudes. These right. are all Spanish guys, Mexicans and whatnot. So anytime a fight like that would come up, you know, they're all taking the Felix Trinidad or the whoever it was. Of course. When he was fighting Felix Trinidad, we were all watching at be real's house when this motherfucker took the Puerto Rican flag. He was in Puerto Rico talking shit on Felix Trinidad at the time, the fucking almighty fucking son of all Puerto Rico Yeah, took the Puerto Rican flag, which if you know about Puerto Rican guys, and I know plenty of Puerto Rican guys, you put that flag on anything. They got so much pride. They'll, they'll buy it. They'll wear it. The flag is everything. They get crazy. He took this flag in Puerto Rico, threw it on the ground and stepped on it. Jesus. Why go back? I'm sure it's on YouTube. Where he steps on the Puerto Rican flag in Puerto Rico, and I literally I told it. my friends, if he gets off that island, nobody on earth's beating his ass. I was like, because they should be trying to fucking kill him right now. If I know anything about Puerto Rican people, you know what I mean. And when he got, uh, when the fight came that day, I bet everybody in Be Real used to throw like barbecues every fight. Like it would be, that's where we'd be. That would that was our routine. We go there, and there was always anytime it was like a black guy versus like a any Spanish guy. It could be any kind of Spanish guy. I would always like bet against the house, and more times than not, I won. But like, yo, he stomps on the goddamn 
flag and got out of that island. Well, he threw it. He took it away from Felix yeah. and threw it on the ground. And then he beat his ass. Yeah. I feel like he KO'd him in the ninth round. Am I correct? I feel like he KO'd him right there. Well, he definitely landed a That's psychological That's where he KO'd him right there. Because it's like... If you didn't get stabbed before you got off the island of Puerto Rico, that's a win. He put a lot of pressure on himself, though. That's too, how. Though. I, that's why I always knew I was like the executioner's my man. I'm just just for the ball factor of that. That's a big ball factor. I mean, if you would have pulled that in New York, I would have said you're fucking crazy in Puerto Rico. Yeah, Jesus, man, that took huge Dangerous. nuts. That took the dude who was in jail for most of his life and was living off commissary donations. It was a brilliant you know I mean? performance too in that fight. He kicked ass. Yo, Bernard until Dude, you know he, the last he, he beat the shit out of Felix Well, like five six fight. fights of his he beat the shit out of everybody well you gotta realize he's like 51 which is incredible when this fight I, I wanna say he Boom. was 34 or 35 yeah he, well he was old when he, he got it going because he spent so much time in jail oh my god what a beautiful counter punch but he you know what they said was always about him is he lived like a monk. Yep. He was always in training. He never fucking partied, never any smoked, no never processed drugged. foods. That's his, the big thing. He was saying he eats very healthy and clean. Raw. He was one of the early advocates of the raw diet kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I know. He also was a brilliant boxer. But I just loved Executioner came out with the mask. <laughs> Dude, he, you got to realize this guy got past. He got past 12 rounds with Sergey Kovalev without getting knocked out. And he got rocked and dinged several times in that fight. He fought Kovalev in his prime. Kovalev, who, in my opinion, is top three or four pound for pound in the world. I mean, it's that, arguable uh, who's number fight. one right now. No, it's no, like that a lot war of people fight. think he's he, he won that war fight, dude. He won that first war fight. He very well could have. I feel like he did. I, in I my thought he did. humble opinion, I thought he in won. In my humble opinion, I agree with you. I would have to like go over it with a real legitimate boxing a judge fight, and and like I don't I mean I know what I think about boxing but I don't last know. Terrence Crawford fight where he put Loved it on it. that Cuban or Ooh, whatever dude Diaz. Just yeah. put the fucking Terrence Crawford on that he's guy. he's in the argument for number 1 pound for pound in the world is I feel like it's yeah, Lomachenko Tito got beat right he, Controversial fight, but close enough yeah, that, for him no, to lose a decision. I didn't get to see the fight, but I heard it, it was, was controversial. Heard, yeah, yeah. Some people disagreed with it, but my uh, what I feel is that like Terence Crawford and Lomachenko are the guys who put it on people to the point where they just run away from they it. They just set the fight, right? They run away from it. No, but, but they the just thing, set the big fight, the fucking Triple Canelo G and, and fucking Triple Canelo G. fight. Fight, yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah. you think? What you think? It's a very important fight. It's a very important fight because, like, you look at how good Canelo looked against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Yo, man, wonder, man like, come on, let's how, be real. Respect to Pops. Respect to Pops all the way. I think that kid that, got stung yo, a Chavez few times. Jr. was never, ever, ever, ever anywhere. He shouldn't have been in there. The only thing he got, the only reason he got in there is because his name was Chavez Jr., man, honestly. You're 100% correct, other than the few good, he's had some good early, performances. Sergio Martinez. Once he got busted for that wee shit, it seemed like after that, it was downhill. The kid just didn't care anymore. He, you know what? I equate it to this personally. I don't know the guy. I'm not assuming. I'm, my take on it is he just got tired of fucking trying to be the fucking his dad. What a hundred and something and how many losses? Just a couple? his dad was one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, if not, I, that's the why when I hear this Floyd Mayweather like forty and something. Oh, didn't dude go like seventy something? You know why does that not no, no, count no, no, as no, much? No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. Am I tripping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the am I falling for a Facebook fake what, news? What was the uh, what was uh, just Google what was yeah, Julio Cesar really Chavez's record I, yeah. before he lost? There's two was that clear including re- amateur fights or something before? Well, Lomachenko was only had one amateur loss. 
I mean, not, he's got one professional loss, one amateur loss. There's very few guys that I check in boxing because I've become such a UFC fan. I'm like, I'm some cats. I have friends like my buddy Vinny Paz from from. I love group. Vinny Paz. Yeah, yeah. He fucking hates MMA, dude. He fucking hates it. Dude. <laughs> he says that. He's I'll a take boxing. him to the fights. Vinny I tell Paz, him, I'm please, a boxing Vinny fan Paz, too. Please, Joe. Don't get Vinny. Don't get come caught. to the fights with Be me. Team, no, I'm Vinny there. Paz. Hey, Joe, I'm there that day when Vinny Paz okay. comes. I'm Open there invitation, Vinny day. Paz. Open invitation, Vinny Paz. What Let's do the next July. July eighth. July 8th? No, I won't Isn't be. Isn't that it? What? I don't think I'll be back. But if, if he wants to go, go. No, 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 no. I want to be there. Right. But if you change that opinion, because yeah, okay. he's a boxing, like, but he is a fucking he is. aficionado. He, he loves is. the boxing I know game. he is. I know but he is. But he, like, disrespects the MMA game to a certain degree where I'm like, it. okay with your little, like, comments, dude. You it's know this is real fighting. You know in the streets, Floyd Mayweather would get his fucking ass busted by Conor McGregor. It wouldn't even be close. It wouldn't even be close. But it would be a destruction. Take- it would be Conor McGregor grating Floyd May- Mayweather's face into the pavement like Parmesan yeah. cheese. That's what it would be. He would just you know rip I mean? his- in real life. Out. He would just rip his legs out. That's and it. If Floyd didn't tag him with a knockout punch within the first few seconds exactly. of the fight, Connor would be way away from him kicking his legs out. Hands out. I read this article. I don't know. You probably saw it out. about like what if. It was like a what if article. What if Connor took the fight with Mayweather and just came out, picked him up, slammed him on the fucking ground and dismantled him and like ripped his arms just to do it. He could do it. <laughs> I mean, he really could do it if he wanted to take him down and just, just to be like, yeah, okay, him. I lost all the money and everything, but I still kicked his ass. He's n- that's nothing. MMA destroyed. Fucking he boxing. would go to jail or something would happen because it would be here's the problem there'd be betting right there'd be all these people that bet against it what do you do there because Floyd wins by disqualification you knew you were going to do this so you didn't go into this with good faith class action lawsuit against Conor McGregor wow you're taking a what if article way too far that's what dude. I do dude that's <laughs> what I do with everything like that would be funny that's what I do with everything <laughs> it's my problem uh, no I love it I go deep too deep no um, such thing man it's going to be an interesting fight if they fight I think she's fight with no gloves see what the fuck's really going on hey one other That's thing real thing. quick since Boxing, i'm really i'm no really uh, joe started me drinking whiskey before the podcast at, at two two in the afternoon it's his idea i ain't mad at you come on don't, don't act like you didn't say let's drink some whiskey believe right it. now if you expect me. everlast to say no to let's drink some whiskey <laughs> then you have made the faux pas but what I want to say real quick is because I've been drinking and I haven't been there in a while either. My good friend Jason Ellis just won his King of the Cage match yes, like he a did. week ago. He won by submission, right? But yes, he won outright by submission. And congratulations, my congratulations. dude. I love you. You fucking worked hard for that. And that, that inspires me. That he kind was- of shit inspires me. When I see Jason do that, I'm like... Fuck! I'm making a lot of excuses for shit. He did real strength and conditioning with like no. Nick he Kershaw. trained. Yo, first of all, he beat up a couple MMA guys. I mean, Ray, uh, uh, whatever his Gabe Rudabar, whatever. He beat that. I was there when yeah, he beat he him up. It wasn't a flu. I watched. Beat he his ass. beat him up. Yeah. All right. That's he a guy who actually him. fights. Whatever you want to say about all the weight cuts he missed on the Ultimate Fighter shit. That guy's a professional fighter. Yeah. Jason beat the shit out of him <laughs> and knocked him out. Yeah. All right. When I heard about this fight, I was texting him like, "You're gonna win this fight, dude. I know you win." But yo. You fucking won that fight, dog. Real deal. Love you. Congrats. Yeah, and um, did everything he had to do. Like, did the real shit to get in shape. That, that's why I'm saying he's inspired. That, that kind of guy's inspiring to me, man, because what he does is he chooses something and he says, I'm going to commit to it. There's this, I was saying, I think, earlier, I'm here because I followed road signs and I just, I, I consider myself adept at reading the signs of life and where I'm po- when there's the, the forks in the road, I happen to be good at making the right choice. 
There's certain guys that don't give a fuck about the fork in the road and determine their own fucking path and decide. You're kind of one of those dudes, and I admire that in a, in a way. I mean, I admire what I do. I know I recognize there's a skill and a talent and a, and a blessing in what I do, but there's something about being able to decide something and fucking make it so, hmm. even though maybe it's not supposed to be so. Hmm. And I'm uh, that is my next chase in life. Maybe not to it. If I even if I don't achieve it, to understand it, how it's possible. How could I be that guy? How could at twenty maybe I have under, understood a little bit differently? So maybe by the time I'm seventy, God willing, it's an illusion. This is the illusion. Please, the illusion please. is that Do you're tell. looking at the ultimate results from your perspective, and you're saying how how do I tune myself in? How do I how do I get totally connected? with what I really want to do and not be influenced by the opinions and the ideas of others. How do I find my true sweet spot, right? The problem is we all look at other people's destination. Again, like that crazy quote, that comparison is the enemy of joy. It's really kind of the same thing. The thief of joy. Yeah, the thief of joy. The, the whole key, I think, to anything you do, whether you're a guy who makes furniture or a woman who paints or a, whatever the fuck you do, whether you're a, a rapper or a blues singer or a stand-up comedian or an author, whatever the fuck you do, the, th- the thing is, and this is a cliche expression, but it's re- there's a reason why people keep expressing it over and over again, get out of your own way. Half of the reason why you're not tuning in perfectly to whatever fucking vibration is available to you in the universe is you get in your own fucking way. You get in your own way with insecurity and with ego and with expectation and with pressure and with all the different judgments you cast on different forms of art that you may or may not like. Like, you're wasting time. You're wasting energy. It's clogging up your gears. You only have a certain amount. You got to manage your attention the way you would manage oxygen if you were in a spaceship. You got to say, I can't give away this stuff to bullshit. I can't be sitting around wondering if, you know, whatever the fuck it is. If it's not relevant to your life, you're you're wasting way too much time thinking about this. Okay. Let me come at you. Okay. This is, and this is personal. This is personal. Oh. I accept everything you just said as truth, but let me throw a personal angle at you. Yes, sir. I want to be in much better shape. Okay. Okay. We can do that. We can get that. No, happening. hear me. Let, let me get to the the the, the, the cir- circumstances. Every I have a life that presents me with a lot of problems that can make emotional conflictions. Yes. With what I'm trying to achieve in life. Right. Legitimate ones. Right. You know what I mean? Cause certain, I won't call myself ever depressed because I don't like that word. I mean, I, I do get depressed, but I want to use the word like, oh, I had depression. I think a lot of people lean on some shit and like try to actually milk it in, especially in media. Do you want to like, see something I, right now before you keep talking that's going to change your life? That's going to like lock into exactly what you're saying? I, and you don't even you know what way? I'm going to finish saying, but yes. I'm going to show you the way. Jamie, go to my Twitter page and pull that Jocko good. Watch this. Watch this. This is very important, my friend. Please. This is very important. And I trust in you enough to be like, okay. Hold on. Back it from the beginning. I won't take offense that you didn't hear the finish of my story. Bring it to the beginning and put it up on the screen. And and As long as before we're done, we're at least going to play one more war porn video because I promised my guys. Give give us some volume. Listen to this. One of my 
direct subordinates, one of my guys that worked for me, he would he would call me up or pull me aside with some major problem, some issue that was going on. And he'd say, boss, we got this and that and the other thing. And I'd look at him and I'd say, good. And finally, one day he was telling me about some issue that he was having, some problem. And he said, I already know what you're going to say. I said, well, what am I going to say? He said, you're going to say good. He said, that's what you always say. When something is wrong and going bad, you always just look at me and say good. And I said, well, yeah. When things are going bad, there's going to be some good that's going to come from it. Okay. Didn't get the new high-speed gear we wanted? Good. Didn't get promoted? Good. More time to get better. Oh, mission got canceled? Good. We can focus on another one. Didn't get funded. Didn't get the job you wanted. Got injured. Sprained my ankle. Got tapped out? Good. Got beat? Good. You learned. Unexpected problems? Good. We have the opportunity to figure out a solution. That's it. When things are going bad, don't get all bummed out, don't get startled, don't get frustrated. If you can say the word good, guess what? It means you're still alive. It means you're still breathing. And if you're still breathing, well now, you still got some fight left in you. So get up, dust off, reload, recalibrate, re-engage. Go out on the attack. Jocko Willing changing motherfuckers' lives right now, live in America. Coming to you from Southern California. Play Jocko right now. Goosebumps. Play Jocko right now. My kids got pneumonia and are fucking left Lund to a degree that nobody fucking knows what to do and fucking even the doctors are perplexed. Well, you're right about that. What he's talking about sick is kids overcoming throw a sick. This is my question. This is why I was saying I'm not asking for sympathy. Right. I'm not asking. All I'm saying, I actually came on this show today to say if, if, if something in this realm, if somebody in the Valley area or LA greater area, my Twitter's OG Everlast, my fucking uh, everything's the same. OG Everlast or Eric Schrode on Facebook. Legitimate. I need a little help. I need a little help in the sense that I want to be in better shape, but I travel so much, and then at home is a stress of like, I want to go to the gym. I couldn't go to the fucking gym for the last ten days. It was either me or my wife at the fucking to, hospital. Listen, you hear? No, 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 Joe. I, I don't want to make you feel bad at all. You I, I want to say go. it's like that's that was beautiful. Whoever, who is that guy again? Jocko Willing. Jocko Willing. I, that is fucking supremely motivational on any level, except what I'm trying to say is like skating your way around this fucking kind of emotional fucking dilemma of like, it's hard. Of course and it's I'm hard. And I'm here saying it's hard. I, that's, that's, I'm no actually bringing denying. it up to say no one's denying I'm it's failing hard. in certain ways at, at what I'm trying to achieve. Right. And so like, that's what I mean when I say I see it, Jason. And I know, again, I got a little extra. I got a little extra to deal with. I got a little, my backpack has a little more weight emotionally and, and mentally. Okay. But I'm not making that an excuse. What I'm saying is, is like, how do I be more like that? 
How mm. can per, that? I want that. I'm asking. Well, what he's giving you is great. opportunities. But to, again, he's he talking about very specific situations, giving you opportunities to recover. Personal from ones. Those I got beat down. I'm fucked of up. Course. I'm fucked up. It's when it's Just it's this above. other thing. This other. I it's understand. this. There's a whole different level of like mental challenge to it. I'm not saying what he's saying is wrong. I'm not saying it doesn't work. But how do I find that in that? That's tough. It's it's the same. What he's proposing, the principles. And if that he he's has proposing, the answer, please fucking holler at me. No, listen, man. <laughs> the, the principles that he's proposing when he's saying that, you can apply them to everything. Figure out how you, you can, can take whatever situation you're in and improve your position. I could do 400 curls a day and be as buff as Joe Rogan. I can. How do I, I get there? I'm I'm making fucking. You're, I don't even you're do acting any like curls. literal with this literal. Don't get literal with me. All right, because I'm drinking late. whiskey, you're drinking water. That's whiskey. Right, I only got to drive a block, you got to drive however far. Interesting. Someone's comparing. The I'll walk. Of joy. I'll walk. The thief, the <laughs> the thief, thief of, of joy, joy has uh, crept into uh, our travel no, plans. No, that was actually just meant to be like a little, you know, mm. but um, I want that. I've, I found that very motivating. But what okay. I'm saying is like, there's this hurdle. I understand. Of Cap, or Lieutenant Dan. That's got some real fucking anger issues. I'm working them out. I'm working on them. I'm, I'm, this is the real, hey, the whiskey. Right. I'm being more honest than I even thought I would be today. Okay. Okay. But you're, I mean, they, you don't get on a fucking platform like Joe Rogan and say, hey, I'm failing at this, unless you're fucking trying to do something about it. You know what I mean? I want to achieve, I don't want to be you. But I'm like, I see the way I, I've been watching. I, you know what I'm saying. But I've been watching your videos of about running, about yeah. running. I do a lot. Another of it. thing she that uh, that has also gotten to me and gets me to when I do get to work out, it's because I hear Joe Rogan tell me, "Don't let the inner bitch fucking get you." Yeah, you know what I mean. And I understand, and and that that's been a big motivator for me. Is like, but there's it's not an inner bitch to be disturbed and upset and. Your life upheaved by this thing. It's, da- it's absolutely not. It's absolutely feel, not. Do you feel where I'm coming from, I right? I think, but what he's saying in this video, what is applicable, and you can argue whether or not it's some all of it's applicable. Not, but I'm asking on a personal level. I said on a personal level, and okay. I'm not trying to argue with you or be argumentative. Okay. As I'm saying on a personal level, that's the level of it with it, the level of that. That art, that. That inspirational message is great, right. but I'm struggling. Of course, you are with this part right. of it. Like, how do I? Well, yeah, here's... if I if I got my arm broken and snapped by a guy who tapped me out, or or life just kicked my ass and I didn't get the job I or the opportunity I wanted, and good, I understand that. Mm-hmm. But I am personally struggling with not right. using this as an excuse, not using this, but the truthful emotional fucking agony of like seeing a child tell you like, and not just tell you, but go through this hospital of the last two weeks, these things of like, how do I be stronger? How do I, I, I you know, and anybody, and what I'm saying, I'm not being argumentative with you again is, is saying, please, if you got a book, throw it, tweet it to me. If mm-hmm. you're the dude who fucking is local and says, I know how to help. Plus, I understand. I have a heart valve replacement. My workout situation. There's a lot of shit. I can work out, but let me tell you why working out gets weird for me. I'll start. I'll do good. I'll drop 15 pounds. Bang, boom, boom, and then I'll start to push myself, and I'll I'll get distrustful of my own heart, like a pain or a tinge that really might not be anything will come along and fucking scare the shit out of me because there's nothing. I never was afraid of anything in my life. 
until I had children. And the only thing I'm afraid of on this planet is not being here for my children. My life or death, I do not care. I've died twice, literally. All right? I don't care about that. But now there's this fear of like, these children, these girls, not even boys. I honestly even feel I would feel differently if I had two boys. Like, they'll be all right. I can instill the manly shit into them while I'm here. But my girls, I'm a, my biggest fear in life is not being here for them. And I'm good. I'm healthy. Except for about 25 pounds of weight. I'm actually, my blood works, all that. My doctors are all very mm-hmm. happy with me. It's the only complaint they ever have. And the only complaint I ever have is I have some back pains. Sometimes I don't sleep. All right, let it's me stop. all weight let me, related. Let me stop Go you. ahead. Let me stop you with all, all right. this talk. Because you have a lot of reasons why things aren't working physically the way you would like them to and work. And I'm asking for all, help. I'm definitely I, saying, I like, yes, I would like help. I understand you are. But there's too much extra energy spent on things that aren't helping you. Like you, I know you have these time constraints, but to focus on them is counterproductive. Because you have the time constraints, the time constraints rob you of your time, and then the focusing on the time constraints and the agony of those time constraints and the fucking frustration of having those time constraints robs you of more time and more energy. You just got to accept it. You got to be Zen about it. I had a friend. I'm working on it. He's a comedian from Boston. His name is Tony V. And he said something to me once. that's very important. And it applied to the rest of my life. And it was a very simple statement. He was driving from Boston to New York several times a week, several times for some job he got. And I'm like, how do you do that? And he goes, you know what I found? When I get in the car, I just go zen. I say, this is what I'm doing. I don't, I don't concern myself wash with the, the fact that- Wash the dishes to wash the dishes. I don't concern myself with the fact that I can't believe I have to do this. Oh my God, woe is me. He goes, I just do it. And then I thought about that that day, and then I applied that to my life. Because that's the best advice anybody could ever get. If anybody who's doing anything they don't like to do, of course you don't like to do it. But to concentrate on the fact that you don't like to do it compounds the not like to do it aspect of it. It makes it worse. No. Actually, what you're describing is actually a lot of the stuff I'm reading right now, which is like the art of mindfulness, which is, again, when I keep saying wash the dishes to wash the dishes, it's kind of like saying exactly that. Like, wash your dishes to wash your dishes. Don't wash your dishes to get to the next thing because then you're not living life. You're not breathing. You're not living in your moment. So I'm working on that. But at the same time, I'm still saying like, also, you know what? I, I found... In the last couple of years, especially through like the little social media that I managed to be successful at, that people want to know the real deal. I, hey, shit ain't fucking perfect over here. There's a lot of things about me I'd like would, to be better. Right. You know what I mean? Just because I make good money and I ain't, I ain't hungry. I I could eat filet mignon and all that every night. You know what I mean? I could live really... I do live really nice. I'm very fucking grateful for my life. But... There's a lot of fucking dark you don't see that if you saw, maybe you wouldn't. All this fakery. There's a lot of fake. Like the Instagram. Are you talking about Little Bow Wow? How dare you? Whatever. You could bring him up. But um, yeah, you know what? That is. Jamie's been bringing up Little Bow Wow nonstop. That's the cherry on top of fucking fuckery. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what? He got called out for. He was on a flight. At least he was on a plane in first class. Was he even? Really? It seemed like business, at least. I fly business. <laughs> I don't fly first. I fly business. As long as I can lay down, as long as the tape, things like this, when I fly to Europe, I'm cool. Yeah. But, you know, 
and the few times I have flown private, I I Instagram that shit. Did you? <laughs> Hell yeah, because I don't fly private, dude. I know what it really costs. Right. You know what I mean? It ain't cheap. It's not. Uh, you know, when I holler at Dana, like, hey, can I catch a lift to the next flight and I don't get a response back, I know it ain't cheap. Because <laughs> that's my dude. <laughs> if it that's was cheap, funny. he'd be like, yeah, come on. That's funny. <laughs> I think they have to log you in. And exactly, make a, a you know what I mean? It's official. It's official. Yeah, why is Everlast going, man? Why is well, because you play my song at every event. How's that? Is that good enough? That's important. Every event, and I love Dana for that. Thank you, man. I love that fucking thirty-five cents I get for that shit every. Is time. that what you get? Probably something in that neighborhood. If it's one time in an arena, yeah. but arena think about only it. pays thirty-five cents. Well, the radio only plays five, so I'm I'm just assuming. Every, that, wait a minute. Every time your song gets played on the radio, you get five cents. Basically, somewhere in that neighborhood. Wow. Somewhere between five and ten, probably. What a weird deal. Hey, dude, it gets played a lot because the checks. I'm sure. <laughs> the checks are fat because you're dealing with a lot of countries, a lot of humans, seven billion people. That five cents adds the fuck up. It yeah. does. Mailbox money, we call that. It's a good way to describe but, um, it. But like I said, you know what I mean? It ain't, it's well, just like, hey, man, I, I'm honestly like saying, hey, throw it Change out there. If there's somebody diet. local, my diet yo, my diet is working on that. I told you, soda no is my sodas. fucking enemy. None. That's they, my bane of my existence. Think of them as Coca-Cola crack. is, it, it is crack. Well, Coca-Cola is my crack. Don't don't ingest poison. You like, don't wait, do, you, do you drink coffee in the morning? Yes. I don't. It. I hate coffee. I drink I a Coca-Cola. I read a story that said it makes you live forever. What was the article that I retweeted? I said, I want to believe. It said, coffee can make you live longer. I didn't even read it. I've read that article you for like read the a half a paragraph. Fake news. Fake I might news. have got into paragraph number Fake two news. before I clicked my email. And let's play another war porn video because <laughs> right. it's fucking dope. Let's play another war porn video, Jamie. Plus, I got to pee bad. But I'll be right back. You need whiskey bladder, brother. This one's called uh, Okay. Days. This was the second one. Here we go.
them the pain is short to bury murmurs. Been dazed by ten sprays a day in the neighborhood. We're raised by gunshots and AKs. Young A's, these SAs did not play. Price paid, put away your reply grade. No passes, low classes, hazards. Smoking dust to dust, ending up with ash to ashes. Warrior shit, bending up against the clashes. No choice in the street, ring but dance like clashes. That sticky move with the sickest crews. Walk a street while that war with the clicker tool. Paranoid on the rock in the liquor tool. Go to college, graduate when you hit the shoe. Shoe lead, so high like Zeppelin. A spark in the dark can light up your whole residence. Apartment building, seek shelter, bullet hold the evidence. Romanticize and violence, giving death a little elegance. Perfect timing. <laughs> All right. Perfect timing. And you're back. Yes, sir. Had to release some whiskey. I understand. I did as well. Shout out to Vine Styler. He did all the tracks for All-time the uh, record Warpo. shout outs. You know what I mean? It's, I gave him like four already, but still. I think this is the most shout outs on a podcast. Well, I'm going to say shout out Joe Rogan. How you like that? What up? You know what I mean? Shout out to Everlast. You know what I mean? Shout out to every Bravo. Shout out so, uh, Tate Fletcher. Hottest podcast I ever did in my life. Get some fucking air conditioning in that building, man. Is it and hot in and here? take the water. Where? No, no, With not Tate? here. No, at Eddie's spot. Oh, Eddie Bravo's and spot? And there was like 400 water bottles when oh. I did this shit. Yeah, they don't have a made. I love that, dude. Is that Van Nuys? The, yeah, over there somewhere. Oh. By the, by the, no, no, not no, far from not the there. Spearmint Rhino. Shh. <laughs> Keep it down. People are going to find him. Yeah, he's uh, what's hilarious. I did it once, and there was a, a dude playing drum solos next door. Like some dude in the building next door was playing the drums. You could hear it through the fucking walls. Like, Jesus, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it was kind of a rehearsal studio. And I was like, dude, does this happen often? He's like, sometimes it happens. You know, he's got to get his Smoke Serpent <laughs> remixes on, you know? Yeah, man. It's my dude. I like that guy. That he keeps offering, introduce me to a dude out there in Corona near where i live to work out to uh, uh he said he got a black belt out there that wants to jitsu yeah. you know i i was you know i was doing a little brazilian jiu jitsu with marcus venesis over at Bern- uh beverly hills jiu jitsu i was literally probably one lesson away from my blue belt when i just everything signed, kind of went haywire in my life layla was born right. and all this all this stuff happened and i kind of moved south i didn't live here anymore well you're friends with joey diaz you should go with joey Joey does it in Burbank. If you can make it up yeah, to but Burbank, I, I live in. Days a f- week. I live an hour and a half of fucking way. Oh, okay, dude. I'll find you a place near you. Know you. I'll find. And a place what I want is you. privates. I want. I'll set up my garage with a little pad system. Because like, here's the deal. I know it doesn't happen often, but anything like staff or anything right. like that is so dangerous for Layla. That is, it's really scary. Yeah. So like working out in a gym with like forty guys working out, there's two scary, there's two frightening things for me working out in a normal jujitsu class. Right. The fucking average novice that doesn't realize he's fucking stupid and fucking pulls my left arm out or my right arm out and I can't play guitar for fucking six weeks right. or a month or six months even. You know, so I only train with the teachers. That's my way. I just say, hey, I'll pay for that, whatever, a little extra of private, whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? 
And, but obviously, bro, I, Eddie doesn't live out that way. So, but he told me he was like, "I got a fucking guy out there who's awesome. He's a fucking black belt. He's fucking awesome." And I just, I haven't followed up as much as he hasn't gotten back. You know what right, I mean? So right, right. It's just, it's not like he's like ignoring me or anything. I'm just right. saying I got to follow through on that and get that going too. Because if I lose enough, I've lost about 15 pounds, honestly, with all this talk we're saying. And recent, uh, it's called the Great American Worry Diet. Worry? Yeah, uh, worry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, spend a week in the hospital and lose 15 pounds. You know, especially at one that doesn't serve meat or caffeine. You know, so those, you know, shout out to the Seventh Day Adventists who most don't eat meat people, or caffeine in like just, the most stressful situations ever. Yeah. Like Loving the no But, you know, no honestly, caffeine. I won't even say the, they, they took such amazing care of my daughter. I love every single one of them. That's awesome, man. They're non-meeting, non-coffee drinking asses. <laughs> I love them all. <laughs> Maybe try that diet. Just keep keep riding it. It's working. It's working, it's working so right now, right? What do you? What do you, you said sodas. Uh, I'll do without the else? worry, though. I just get any- the worry part of the worry diet is the hard part. You know, of course, that's the whole the reason of what I kind of brought up earlier. Is, is like it- that's the how do you get around that? How do you get around worrying about your own kid? You're gonna have to read some books on yeah, strategies. I'm trying how to do that. I'm what trying. have you read? I'm trying, but I'm I'm also here i'm feeling myself i've smoked a little i've drank a little right i i trust the joe rogan person and his audience that hey if there's an interesting idea out there go ahead and shoot it at i'm me. sure someone will find you know me there's gonna hey and i know i'm gonna get like 400 fucking shitty ideas but if there's one good one out there great yeah there's gonna be dudes who mm-hmm. recommend video games gta 5 fucking solved all my problems jump dude rope, bro <laughs> jump rope and virtual reality <laughs> Hey, ping you, pong, bro. dude. Ping pong changed my life, man. You know what? You're, uh, you're, you've been given a very difficult test by whatever, by life itself. And whatever you know what? You the, the truth of the matter is, is up until that, man, I had an easy ride. You had okay, a great so ride. don't feel bad for me. Right. But if you got a suggestion, please shoot it my way because I'm op- I'm at this point in life well, where been- it's like I've understood again the communal. I think beyond the music lesson of it being communal, right. Is as a human being, we are communal people. Yeah, and though it, it even hails back to the beginning of what we talked about—the blues and the reds—they are trying to separate us because we're communal. And if we all actually sat down, even the most fucking worst opinion over there and the worst opinion over there—if we were all in the room together, we could find somewhere over here where we could both at least be the least bit angry at each other. I honestly think we should eliminate political parties. Thank you. I think what we should have is just a bunch of people with pull varying, money out of politics. Varying pull, pull ideologies. Money, pull money. Do you, here, let's hear For an sure interesting that. idea. Here's an interesting idea about England. All right? England announces their elections. There are three months from the announcement of the elections till the election for you to Why is legally that, campaign. Why is that good? It's better because of what I again, hailing back to what we said earlier, the day after the president's elected, it seems like they're talking about who's going to run in 2020 already. Right. All right. And and this, hey, we might be in a particularly weird circumstance now in America. Again, I won't I won't even delve into that. What I want to say is the day after our president is elected, we shouldn't be talking about who's going to be the next fucking president until that guy fucks up enough to say who's going to be the next president. There should be this. There's, and again, we are in some extremely absurd and weird circumstances at the moment. But under normal circumstances, I would this. My argument would just be 
we're Americans. This guy got elected through the process we all agreed to. And even now, I'll say that, but dude's already fucking... Again, that's why I don't want to visit that, because that's a whole fucking four hours on its own, honestly. I don't... I don't, And I just don't want to even go there, but give America a fucking chance. You know what I mean? Am I making any sense? You're making sense. Because I've had like four whiskeys now, brother. Make Amer- I mean, what your idea is of America versus what everybody else's idea. We need to come to some sort of clarification. My idea is this, and I don't America mean to interrupt is. you. My idea is this, is that you could be the furthest away from me you could be. And I could be way over there. But if we were in the same room, somewhere we in here... We'd find a place that we'd be like, all right, I can live with that. That's the idea. We need to figure out what these things are that we're talking about living with, because I don't think there's very many of them that we're there really agreeing, disagreeing rather on between the left and the right. I think there's a lot of bullshit, and I think it's a lot of what we were talking I about think, earlier, this tribal I think bullshit, the people who elected heels this, in the sand. The people who elected this personal president right now. Personal elect, president? Yeah, yeah, they're personal president. It's a personal president. This is a, a very few <laughs> amount of people. There's really, truly very few people that are his base. 35%? Let's right, keep it real. Right now? Let's keep I mean, it real. Let's keep it fucking real. Yeah, because a lot of bailed on him because they realized what they voted for was right. not what they fought. Fu- they voted in protest almost. A lot of people. What's his approval rate? It's pretty low, right? It's fucking the lowest in history. Is it the lowest and, in and, history? And, and again, I don't care. Right. What I'm saying is like a lot of people said fuck the whole system and for a second they bought into the fact that this guy actually might think the same when this guy spent his entire life fucking over the working class dude. In fact, as much as I'm a, I would have voted the other direction for whatever you want to say and I, again, I don't give a fuck about Hillary Clinton. I'm not telling you the fucking world would have been saved by Hillary Clinton. Fuck that shit. Alright? That was an entitled motherfucking person who was only uh, given that fucking position because for some reason the the people the 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 elite of that party thought it was her turn or something i don't know that was wrong that's just as much their fault for losing as fucking we really shouldn't be talking about politics we're way too stupid it's already there i'm drunk what i'm saying is this is that dude is gonna give me a tax break if he's successful and the guys that actually voted for him, the union guys and the fucking working class guys, are going to get fucked over. And at the end of the day, they'll be regretting it. As much as like some of the things he's spitting at you and saying to you are appealing, he's not that fucking guy. Just like, fuck Hillary Clinton, fuck Donald Trump. So you can't be mad at me. Fuck all of them. Bernie Sanders was probably our most logical choice, but I said fuck him because I read his tax plan and he would have fucking raped me. So it's like there's got to be, I don't know, there's got to be a whole new system where the money is, there has to be a flat tax kind of thing where every fucking person from corporation, the problem is too many corporations are considered legally people. we're talking way too much about politics. You're freaking me the fuck out. I can't do this anymore. Jamie! No, I'm here. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying, this is, as a person, Everybody, it's not yeah, politics. It's like, explore the fact that they're separating and dividing. You could be a white supremacist. You could be a black fucking nationalist. Whatever right. you want to be. They're fucking playing on that. They're playing on that. These, This is designed. Facebook, all that. These algorithms are fucking designed to design. What do you want to see on your page? Well, it's remember you, that. Well, what, it's Please, not, what do you we'll see? end this it's conversation you, right now. If everybody will just remember that. Or do you no, think that's I just, just think like it's a fact s- of the way they set up programs. 
They what set up a program mean? to say what's going to be most like the guy who invented Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> Where whoever's his team, this? whoever's his team wants his his the people who use his product to be the happiest they can be with it. Right. Correct. Um, I'm assuming here's yeah. the direction we're going with this. Okay. Right. So if they look at the things you click on. Right. And start developing a pattern and an algorithm. Right. And you click on these extremely right things or you click on these extremely left things. Sooner or later, that's all that's going to be on your page. Instagram even changed their fucking algorithm to it's not like what was just last posted. Right. It's what was last posted that's most popular and what's appealing to you that you like. Okay. You know what I mean? That's where I'm going with this. I don't. Is that these people are, they don't understand you're being catered to. You're being fed. You're being fed ideas you want to be fed. You're not being challenged. And I've always said this about per, even personal my art. If there's not somebody, it goes back to being in a room by yourself and why I got stagnated with making a record. If there's not somebody in that room somehow to challenge your idea, your idea isn't the best it can be. Ever. I, I understand what you're saying, but I think that uh, an alternative point of view would not be that you're getting fed. Would that be these algorithms recognize your interests, and whether it's golf or South American fishing or fucking skydiving, whatever the fuck you're interested in, you start searching for that, it'll give you things that you but can But it's search. not just what you're searching, but it's, it's what you're liking. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's like you're saying, the conversations that you've best had in your life are almost alternative opinions. And those start getting filtered out of your feed. And no, then your no, feed, no, 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 it no, does. no. That's only your own choices. If you choose to go, why don't you just search out things that are alternative to what your Because you're Joe is. Rogan and you think like that. We're talking about the guy who works fucking... 40 hours a week who gets on Facebook and well, sees what I'm comes down his feed that guy that he's no different than you or me I hope what, he's listening to you I'm sure I hope he is I but, hope he's listening to you but you hear what I'm saying though right like it's I not think, a fucking dismissed idea that there's guys who got their heads fucking down just trying to get their paycheck for the next week to get their fucking course. mortgage paid and they look up for a long enough time and maybe Facebook is the one thing they look at a week and then that's where they get their information from yeah but that's not Facebook's fault that Facebook creates an algorithm that reinforces what your interests Facebook? are. I'm right, but saying, you're saying be aware. Like, I understand what you're saying. But you're saying it also in the way of like almost like these people are victims of this. This is just a simple they're algorithm. They're victims of themselves. But it's not even their but victims. But they don't even are, they're not even aware of that they're victims of themselves. And they are. I would I would They've say the created their, they're creating their own universe. They are completely creating and this thing is allowing that. All right, it's you can block whatever you want out if you don't want to see something. Right. You you can create and what do they call it in the fucking in the, curate your own universe. Right. All right. And let me tell you something about resistance. What I find interesting, like Keith Oberman resistance, sort like of, sort of. He's sometimes he okay. He can be a propagandist <laughs> no, go too. Ahead. I'm just kidding. He's a propagandist too, like Michael Moore. Everybody, there's no true center right now. That's why I keep coming back to like, how do you know what's truly true? Right. And you want to know where I find truth? Where comedians, comedians are the new punk rock. Comedians, truthfully are the people who are challenging the status quo right now. Whether you're talking about the guy on HBO who has the Last Week Tonight show or the Daily Show kind of news, more Americans, and this is a studied fact, trust comedic news as truth than they do fucking Anderson fucking Vanderbilt Cooper. Vanderbilt? Doesn't he's a Vanderbilt. Middle name? He's a Vanderbilt. I'm just throwing it out. You know, he's a, he's not, he's mean? a, that means he comes from a very fucking privileged family, dog, you know, and he represents a very leftist 
stand. It's fakery, is what I'm saying. He's a Vanderbilt. All right, Brian. that's what I'm saying. It's like saying he's a Rockefeller. All right, and if you don't not follow like me Jay-Z on that, not Rockefeller. No, Rockefeller, not Rockefeller. Oh, all right, Rockefeller, like the fucking evil fuck that just died. Oh, he's a bad guy. All right, bad guy. All right, one <laughs> percent. He's a one percenter. All right, trust that. Trust the people you're watching that you trust. Fox News, CNN, all right. this bullshit. And hey, I might get a lot. I, I ain't even going to look at Twitter letters later, so fuck all y'all. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I don't look at Twitter. I don't care. So if you hate what I'm saying, I don't care. I'm going to say it anyways. Do you know because what, what I'm saying for is for is? the greater good. It's like, I'm not telling you I'm left, I'm right. I'm saying there's a place in the middle where we're all fucking people and we all give a fuck about the same shit. Like our lives and our children and our eating and our fucking having a roof over our head and there's no reason that the richest fucking planet on earth can't figure these fucking problems out. And the only reason there are problems is because they want there to be problems and for you to fucking be fighting with each other. You're blue or you're red. Choose it, Crip, or you blood. Oh, I don't even Cripping. What's up? This is something What's up, chosen. Joe? You cripping or you blooding? What you doing? You a blood? You a crip in this political fucking environment? Are you a blue state or you a red state, my man? What up? That's what they doing. That's what they're doing. And I know we didn't want to go here, and I know I tried to push it off for like hours, but I ain't making it personal about a president or a thing. I'm saying there's a system in place that's fucking keeping us locked down. And it's fucked up and it's money related. And if we took money out of it, we could get more of an honest politician who would actually give a fuck about your kid and whether there's fucking power lines going over your house or whether you got health care or whether you got this or that. Until then, don't expect me to give a fuck about any of y'all. And that's the drunk me talking. Any that's of y'all, the, any of y'all, any of y'all that buy into who? this system and ain't ready to change something and say that something should be different. I think everybody thinks something. No, should they be different, don't, don't because they're not doing shit about it. They're not doing shit about it, Joe. And I'm not trying to be angry with you. I love you. You know, I love you like right. a brother. Okay, but not even but bullshit. All bullshit aside, what are you doing? There about is no bullshit. There, there is no bullshit in this. So it's bullshit not be put aside. What I'm saying is like until people want to realize that there's an answer, and the answer is pulling corporate and fucking it. If you can't, there should be a limit on what you could donate to a fucking politician. It should be like a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars. Let's make it a thousand dollars. I think it's the average Facebook like. <laughs> Whatever. There should be some kind of system that says it's not fucking the Coke fucking brothers okay. pumping billions into a dude, whether it's through in di- in misdirection or fucking whatever. Let's keep it fucking real, man. This is this. We're getting fucked as a people. Hey, I do well. I'm doing myself a disservice by even saying shit. Do you think they're going to come get you? No, but I think it, they're going to tax me more if I if I keep, keep preaching. Talking? If I keep preaching the style of life I believe, I will pay more taxes. Yes. Do you really think that they come get you? If I will you pay talk? more. No, not like come get me. You're fucking playing me like I'm dumb. Like no. you're doing the you're doing the entertainment thing right now. I'm being so I'm real trying. right now, Joe. Is that I'm saying they will fucking tax me more. Yes. If the government and the way of life, I think I should pay more. Yes. Than okay. the fucking person who makes $36,000 a year. But you know what? If my accountant's smart enough, I don't have to. That's honesty. All right? I can fucking figure out a way not to pay as much taxes. Because legally, I have as long legitimate. As you the code, legally. Right? Even legally. Nothing We're not talking about illegally. I'm right? talking about totally legally. Okay. I'm talking about what your president is pulling right now that he's never shown you his taxes. 
All right? He's pulling... It's You can easily skirt a lot of taxes if you have a little bit of information. Like, a lot of motherfuckers are dumb enough to buy cars. All right? I don't buy cars. I'll keep it fucking real with you. I don't buy a fucking car. I lease a fucking car. You know why? Because it's a fucking, basically, almost 100% fucking tax write-off. I guarantee you Bill Burr brought his car. Bill Burr owns his house. Bill, he I love you. The funny, you're one of the debt. funniest guys ever. He doesn't play games with debt. If you fucking lease cars, you can write off the fucking payments. If he was in front of you right now, he'd be like, fuck you. I want to own it. Good. Good. Own it. And then when you want a new, I like new cars. So guess what? I get a new one every fucking two years. Jesus Christ, you're aggressive with this car thing. No, but what I'm saying is there's games that are played that you're not even tripping on because they sold you on the opposite angle. They got rappers telling you that fucking owning your shit outright is perfect. So pay $100,000 for that car, drive it off the lot, get a dent in it. It's worth fucking forty grand now. I understand you're very All passionate right? about this, but I no. could see both sides. I could see that someone would want to lease something because it'd be a nice tax write-off, especially if you're incorporated, Fuck which yes. I'm sure you are. And Bill Absolutely. is, and I am. But also, game, I can but see someone saying, who says, "I the like guy who's knowing. got money has the games down because I have the guys who give me the information." There's a lot of guys. It's that not would say, the I average Joe like can pull this off. No, you don't have being incorporated doesn't involve being rich. I understand that. Yeah, but the fucking Legal guy leasing his Nissan Sentra doesn't, and he could actually incorporate himself and fucking write off his fucking three hundred dollar even a month payment. Like, there's ways to get yo. There's fucking games that are being played that people don't fucking know about. Is my point? I understand. Right? This is a deep game. It is we're going to thank games that are being played that people don't know about. I love you, and forever. I feel like maybe I'm drunk because you're too. looking at me like I'm talking stupid shit right you're definitely now. Definitely drunk. We, we Not went drunk, on a, a rampage buzzed. a little bit, but we're back. buzzed. Drunk is way bit. first. Drunk, I'd be trying to fight you, Joe. Well, let's not do that. We're friends. <laughs> um, War porn industries. When is it, when are people going to be able to download this? Now, right now, Where? right this second. Where? Go WarPornIndustries.com. War porn. It, well, you could probably do this show for another two hours until we both sober up. But I got to get the fuck out of here. So WarPornIndustries.com. You can get it now. Good dad gang. Good dad gang. You know about that, right? I do. Okay. Yeah. Can I get in that? You're in it. I'm, I'm about to have it hooked up for you. You're going to be a, a, a fully licensed <laughs> I just want something G. I can slip in my wallet when I get pulled you're gonna over by the so, cops. You're going to be so in, you're going to be able to start your own chapter. Excellent. All right? Is, is it like an AA thing or more like no, a Scientology No, it's good dad thing? gang. Okay. It's good dad gang. That's what it's called. My man Terminology, who's on uh, the War Porn album, a rapper, started it as a movement for like, you know, inner city kind of shit to get the good dad thing going and it's good dad and he's blowing it up and it's Beautiful. doing really well good and i'm gonna get you a bunch of merch All but right. you can go get it also at gooddadgang.com i make not a goddamn thing off it that's a shout out to that fucking whole philosophy More shout outs. this is insane this is a record number of shout outs ladies and gentlemen i hope you've enjoyed the show as much I as feel i like, have are, am i playing myself or something joe because no, you guys or is this here. just a good podcast it was fun okay because I you look happy time. and that's two things either we did a good co- podcast or it's like oh my God, Everlast played, played himself this whole time. Everlast played himself the whole time. Just understand that whatever much. I Salute. say and whatever I do is only intended to express love for uh, love for humanity. Yes. I don't give a fuck if you voted for Donald Trump. I don't give a fuck if you voted for Hillary Clinton, all that political shit. What I was trying to point out with that, and I'll end it on this, is all of us are not involved in the game that's being played. We are victims of the game that's being played in a lot of ways. And that doesn't mean like we can't change shit. There's, it's easily changed, but we're told it's not easy. 
We are okay. in a hurricane. Get of the fucking money ladies out and of politics. Technological. If cultural, the Koch brothers can't donate to a fucking party, they can't affect a fucking this, election. This is a hailstorm. Some of these ideas were good. I hope some you of them enjoyed were good. It. Some of them were buzzed. Some I, uh, of them were fucking fun to listen to and I entertaining. Hope, I hope if you take anything out of it, it's Jocko Willing's video. Good. That's it. No. That's, I that's take a offense. It's a good part. It's a good part. <laughs> it's of this. a good inspirational thing. But dude, it's that intense. was already on the internet. This was brand new, but and I gave to... you jewels, buddy. I love you. I love you. I too. gave you jewels. I agree with those. Those jewels are powerful. One more word porn video before we go. Let's end it no, on a I word porn leave. video. I gotta leave. Be real. I gotta right leave. Now, you're sh- I'm yeah, so be real, sorry, but I you can't down, bro. Tell people where to go and get end it on it. Walk out on it, Joe. Can't do it because I gotta do ads. Do the ads walk out I can't, I can't. Honestly, I'm late already. Everlast, I love you. (laughs) I love you too, young Jamie. I love you, Joe Rogan. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the motherfucking podcast. Thanks to everybody who took our advice and decided never go to the fucking post office again. And go to stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in... J-R-E, and you will get a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale without long-term commitments. Do you hear me? No long-term commitments. Stamps.com, ladies and gentlemen. Go get it. Um, thank you also to LegalZoom.com. There's a lot of times where you really don't have to go to the fucking lawyer's office. You sense a trend here, folks? The internet. It's making your life better. LegalZoom.com wants to do that. Enter the code word at Rogan. Or, excuse me, enter the code word Rogan in the referral box for special savings at LegalZoom.com. Thanks also to Caveman Coffee. Go to CavemanCoffeeCO.com. Use the code word Rogan, and you will save 10% off of any of their awesome shit. And thank you to Onnit. Go to O-N-N-I-T, use the code word ROGAN, and you will save 10% off any and all supplements. All right, my friends, tomorrow is going to be very interesting because tomorrow we will be interviewing a very famous scientific researcher who uh, I learned about um, toxoplasmosis from watching a video of him on the Internet. It's a very reluctant interview. We had to hunt this down. Robert Sapolsky. Uh, that'll be tomorrow. I'm super excited about that. I'm really, really excited about that. I'm, I'm just a giant fan of this guy and his uh, scientific work. And then on Friday, my good friend, Tom Papa. Woo! So, should be an awesome week. Love you guys. Thanks for uh, all the uh, positive feedback on Twitter. Thanks for all the love. Appreciate the fuck out of you people. Live your life. Watch that goddamn Jocko video every day. Every day of your life. Wake up, watch it. Fire up, bitches! See ya.